You ain't shit. Passing down to me. That teacher you killed, that was my mother. Squash and kill with no retribution. Get your ass This ain't business, bitch. This is personal. I'm gonna shoot you so bad. My dick's hard. Welcome to Cinemigos, a podcast all about expanding the cinematic horizons of its hosts, John. Okay, sir, you're a Lebowski, I'm a Lebowski, that's terrific. Rob. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? And Hydroburg. What country you from? What? What ain't no country I ever heard of? They speak English and what? And welcome to Cinemigos, a podcast all about expanding the cinematic horizons of its hosts and hopefully its listeners. I'm your host tonight, Hydroberg, and tonight we are covering New Jack City from 1991. And joining me are my co-host, resident cinematic archaeologist, Rob. What's up, Rob? Yo, what's going on, everybody? What's going on? And of course, our own NES killer, John, a.k.a. Kinetic Onslaught. You, you, you. What up, what up? What's up, fellas? <laughs> Yo, yo, how you doing, man? What's going on? Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, yes I, I am. am. All right. Yeah. So we're covering New Jack City tonight from 1991. Directed by Mario Van Peoples, right? That is correct. Nice, nice. I just thought I, I like that little bit because I didn't realize that about this film. I kind of forgot about that. So, well, why did we choose the picture, Heidelberg? What, what was your uh, thinking behind it? Yeah, my thinking. What I was thinking here was I grew up with this one. Uh, I saw it at a young age, like a lot of films, you know. Um, and its message I feel like hit then, and I think it still does, you know. Uh, oh, you know, the, like anti-drug message and everything, and I, I it's like a Scarface style kind of story. And um, oh yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Yeah, I always kind of dig those. Uh, sort of tales so um yeah it's always just been one in my lexicon these like um 90s uh hood movies i've always loved you know like menace to society this um i don't know juice juice you're the boys, new uh, juice boys in the hood obviously yeah boys yeah. in the hood Not some boys. really good the... films from back then <laughs> but yeah Here, you guys seen it uh no i had never seen this before Nice. Nope, that was the uh, same thing as you. I grew up with it, but uh, I had never seen it. My mom used to watch this movie oh. all the time. Well, and you I know remember... what we call that, right? Oh, what? No, what is that Double bubble. Double bubble. It is a double bubble. Yeah. I'm sorry, John, you were saying something about your mom? She, no, she just used to watch this all the time. So it was like, I grew up with it too, but in a much different sense of like, whenever this shit was on, it was like, hey, go to your room. And oh. so... Watching New Jack. <laughs> But I remember the, like I said, it was, I remember it being like a two VHS combo. And I remember uh, she just, she used to watch it all the time. I could like the artwork is like imprinted in my mind just because I remember just seeing it so many times, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about our 
director and how he got here, Mario Van Peebles. He is the he's an actor and director. He is the son of director Melvin Van Peebles, who is a famous like black exploitation director from the seventies. He did movies like The Watermelon Man, um, Sweet Sweet uh, Backs, Badass Song. Uh, that's probably his most famous movie. And as far and Mario Van Peebles also played in the film. He played uh, Stone. Stone, he's yeah. One, yeah, he's one of the the officers. But he had worked alongside his dad for a lot of his dad's films, either like kind of working as an extra or behind the scenes. And while he was acting on Heartbreak Ridge with uh, Clint Eastwood, uh, Clint actually worked with him and kind of because uh, Mario wanted to kind of pick his brain uh, about like directing and acting and kind of making a long career for himself, which is kind of what he's done. Uh, and yeah. Clint obviously has, had already been doing that. So Clint actually got him hooked up with people that would help him get into the directing game and where we get to new Jack city. Um, since, Honestly, since this film, which was his directorial debut, never has quite reached the same heights of yeah. as far as film goes, which is kind of unfortunate because he's a great director. I mean, this film, it's I kind of liken it a little bit to uh, maybe not quite to the same level as Orson Welles with Citizen Kane, but it's on that level of you come out of the park. I mean, you swing a home run of all ages to like win the pennant. Uh, with this type of film and after that like it's not that you're not a good director but you maybe you just don't quite get the projects mm -hmm. you need everyone's comparing well it's not new jack city yeah. and i think that's kind of what happened to orson wells after citizen kane and it definitely ha i think happened to mario uh because the man is brilliant he's a great director and, and maybe he didn't want to do them i couldn't really find uh anything about it but i'm wondering if maybe he didn't quite get those big franchise not franchises but these big like the uh, bigger studio project. movies yeah, yeah the big studio film project which is kind of yeah. like what i think he was wanting to do like you know big warner brothers pictures or paramount or whoever um i think that's what he was shooting for well, he was also an actor too so i don't know if yeah. maybe but I, I i know he'd been wanting to kind of push the line down because his dad was uh had become very it, it was well known but he was an in independent guy and Mario wanted to take, you know, more of like, you know, he wanted to have like more black directors be out in the spotlight and yeah. make things happen and do and kind of push that line down the road. And I think he kind of did that. But I mean, with I, this film and its cast, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I, just, I feel like it never quite got to the same height again because this yeah. film is bad fucking ass. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Uh, you want me to drop the uh, spoiler warning? Yeah, let's get that patented Heidelberg spoiler warning and we'll get the synopsis down here and we'll start talking about the film. All right, spoiler alert. Meow, 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 meow. Spoiler warning. Synopsis. A crime lord ascends to power and becomes megalomaniacal while Maverick police detective vows to stop him. Megalomaniacal. Mega, mega, shoot, now I can't say it, god damn it. It's mega, a tough one. Maniacal. I had it down pat right before we recorded it, and of course right when I'm about to <laughs> Isn't say it. Isn't that the it, way it like, always oh, works? It's all good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so get into it right from, I like the opener. I love that, like, the hip-hop, uh, like, New York City Queen Latifah opener. Yeah. I'm just digging it. Twin Towers in the background. You know, I'm from New York, so yeah. not from the city, but not far from. 
what I like about this, and this is something that uh, Mario Van Peebles talks about, is that the studio was like, hey, well, why don't we just use some stock footage of New York and, you know, kind of to get to your where you're going? It's like, ah, fuck that. We're not doing that. So all of that, it, while it does look like stock footage of New York City. Yeah, that's him flying out. It is not. It is a one sh one helicopter shot that they did from the start of the film up into uh, the bridge, the 59th Street Bridge, where we see the Dada man hanging that dude over the bridge. Mm -hmm. It's fucking yeah. awesome. My yeah. one, I do have one gripe, but I think the title card was lacking a little bit because it's a cool opener, and then the title card was just kind of stock image, like yeah, that's that. That's this movie's on a budget too, so well, yeah, that's true. It yeah. had, I think, the budget was four million dollars or something, like four or eight million dollars. Yeah. Most good. of that probably went to Wesley Snipes. So, but yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what year um, was this? Well, actually, this is kind of like getting him going too. So yeah, you know, this is way before Blade. So yeah, well, this or is kind of like where he because his big film that he had done really before this was Major League, and then Demolition Man after this. Demolition Man came after this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, so he sorry. played like. Hmm? I was saying so. Sorry, budget was eight million dollars for. Oh, okay, just, so I that seems modest yeah. now. I mean, I don't know what it was like then. Maybe. Yeah. But it made 50, so I think it, I think they did a great job. This was a very popular movie. I remember when it came out, it was everywhere. I do like how we come in and like there's the news reports overhead as we're cut, we're going over Manhattan and establishing yeah. like this tone that we're going for with the film. And I think it's good. It's like, uh, you know, shit's rough out there. New York City's not a safe place. And that's basically what we're learning as we yeah. pan in to the, the bridge where we get this like businessman looking sort of like white guy. Being held upside down, like you said, by the da 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 man. Yep. Yeah. They say so it that... so effortlessly in the movie. I'm oh, having... for sure. It's like, the... da -da -da -da. I thought they were saying the da da man. I was no, like, no, no, it's just da -da 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 -da. looking at the the credits, like, no, he's da 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 man. Yeah, it's yeah, like, and like he's stuttered. literally there's no other name. It's just da 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 man. Uh, so yeah, da -da -da... being held upside down. What were you saying? Yeah, da -da oh, I was saying the da da man is played by a guy named Bill Nunn. Most people recognize him from uh, Do the Right Thing. Uh, he played Radio mm -hmm. Raheem. Uh, kind of uh, he's also he was also in Mo Better Blues another Spike Lee film yep. uh, he uh, was also... a Spike Lee joint actually I'm yeah dude. not called film right. Spike Lee joint correct yes you are correct uh, he's also in the Raimi Spider-Man trilogy he was J. Jonah Jameson's assistant great and... oh, that's right he was yes yeah and he's just kind of like a working TV and film actor. He's just been in a whole shitload of things nothing like super big he's not big like a lead actor he's always good though but he, yeah. yeah, when you when he's in the film or or show, always a solid performance from this guy. Mm -hmm. He's got range too. Yeah, because I've seen him in some emotional stuff. And oh, radio, here, his, here he's more of just a thug, but with you know he because he, he doesn't talk that much in this. Yeah, I mean his uh, portrayal is Radio Rahim and Do the Right Thing is yeah. amazing, and that it it, is that's super he's, iconic. He's doing the whole Night of the Hunter shtick from in that because he has like the love hate uh, brass knuckles. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Cinematic archaeology right there. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> mm. But yeah, this lady's screaming her head off and Nino approaches. The man pleads for his life and uh, he wants one more time to get the money together, I guess, that he owes me. You know? And Nino says, the brothers don't wait for to get paid. Money Dude, talks. Bullshit runs, bullshit runs the marathon. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the one-liners in this are great. Yeah, Nino's lines especially are just very like, I don't know, they're just different. They pop. Um... And then he's like, see ya. I wouldn't want to be ya. And they yeah. drop him. They don't we don't we don't see the splat or anything, but 
And then we just get the city, 1986. So I just like how they call it the city. It's not any descript, like descript place exactly. Yeah, because oh, well, they taught at the, But they the mentioned end of Harlem, the but yeah, it looks at like the end Brooklyn. of the yeah, I think that's where like it's uh it's taking place. I mean the the epilogue at the end of or the at the end of the film is like there's all sorts of Nino Browns all across Yeah, the country. because this is not based on any one person in Right, particular. and it's like yeah, well it does take place in New York City, especially if you're from there, you'll you'll recognize some of the sites, but. It's not about it being in New York City. That's not the point. It's about like this is happening all across America. Mm hmm Yeah, it's yep. This is just a problem everywhere. In, yeah, exactly. I thought it was Yep. pretty wild how much it seemed like as I was watching this, I was like, oh, fuck, this is American gangster. Like, this is just the story of Oh American. fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Um But like the family, he got, you know, it's like he gets the family together. They centralize the location. It's all flipped out of one spot. Like it, it, the, Mm-hmm. uh, the troubles, like battling with the mafia about it. Like it like it seemed very, very much like a Frank Lucas story without without putting Yeah. his name on it. No, I'm thinking about yeah, you're right. I mean I didn't even uh of the films I was thinking about, American Gangster was not one of them. But yeah, they totally took stuff from this. It's so clear. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I or or it just could have been that, you know, it's the same stuff. Like they did this Well, movie. It was based American on the Gangster story is of based his on life. a real person, I believe. Exactly. Well, that that's Right. also Yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. That's So what it's, really so that's happened. what I'm saying. It's like a, I think it was just like a, they didn't want They to might necessarily. have based this movie based on some of those stories. There are elements of this film that are definitely Yeah. borrowing from other things. Yeah. One thing, one thing I wanted to say about like, uh, There wasn't like a whole, there was no uh, alternate casting. It's not like they, because this seemed like it, it, this, This this is the cast is somewhat that they wanted. an independent project. It seems like the people that they wanted, they got. Uh, and Well, I'm sure there wasn't they, a whole lot of time to fuck around with it either. Not, they didn't no. have the money or the, it was just like, who can we get? And we got him. And that's, that's, I mean, both. They targeted I, Wesley Snipes. They wanted him to be sure. in the Yeah. film because Uh, and they I feel talked like about Ice T's too. He was coming up around the same time Oh, as the director. I'll tell you about how we got Ice-T, because it's a funny-ass story. But Okay. so the director and the producers came to Wesley Snipes like, man, have we got the role for you. And they kind of like whined and dined him. It's like, listen, man, this is your role. You don't have to be the the buddy to the white guy or the funny guy. This is the this is a serious role that we want you to play that you're going to knock out of the fucking park. Yeah. And it's like. He's like, yeah, I think you're right, and you know, it's like, and so the, he, they wanted him. He got it. He looked at the script. He's like, yeah, I'm in. And uh, this is, it's kind of like once Wesley Snipes was in there, seems like all the kind of the, all the cards just kind of fell. Judd Nelson. Dude, yeah, Judd Nelson. It was you know kind of coming off like some of his popular stuff from the '80s with the you Mm. know the Breakfast Club and shit like that. So Yeah. that was, um, and this is probably like one of his, one of his. last more popular films that Yeah. he did that people know I forgot him he was in this actually, and I was like, "Oh shit, Judd Nelson." he doesn't And I was doing my look notes. what you would think because Yeah. <laughs> everyone remembers him from breakfast club and shit so it's Yeah, just with the long look hair, he's all good looking and shit. This he looks more like white trash, like even like as if if that which character is kind of what went they're going more for white trash. yeah Yeah. yeah uh and also wesley snipes to research for the role he it looked like he uh had some friends who knew some people who were in this lifestyle and he, uh, Wesley interviewed them and he's, he learned some shit. It's like, okay, here's my research for the role. <laughs> he's like, Nice. holy shit. That was a, that was a weird, weird time. We hear the news reports too, and we see like a bunch of the homeless people roaming around when they introduce the neighborhood. And this is during the crack epidemic, like it's starting. So, 
Right. And that shit's wild in the city back then. Oh, dude. Shit was wild. It was like the Wild West. Fuck, man. It's... Yeah. And Crazy. like I said, that, that was what Mario Van Peebles wanted to do because he wanted to have... He wanted to make a cool movie. Uh, you want to entertain people. Mm. But he has a message in here. It's like... Absolutely. And you are... <clears throat> everyone want, would... If you're just focusing on the gangster aspect, who wouldn't want to be Nino Brown? He's one of the coolest motherfuckers on the planet. But then you At have... At the beginning... To, at yeah. the beginning, yeah, it's like, oh shit, he's cool. He's dressing cool. He acts mm-hmm. cool. He's got all the cool lines. Talks fly, and, yep. Yeah, and so, but he obviously wants to turn this on its ass, and like, no, we have to. It's an anti-drug gangster picture. It's so, it's so cool, and yeah, what he does with it, it's great. Well, it's funny, like you talked about the timing of it, Berg, and just like how it's a message that can still resound to the day, and it's like that. You know, you think about the opioid epidemic and how wild that mm-hmm. was, you know what I mean? And how it's still going on. And it's fentanyl. just like, well, now, it's, yeah, yeah, fentanyl, meth is, fentanyl, meth is the thing that's going on in like in more of the white communities. It's kind of it's, it, you know, that's our new Jack City in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, you know, we have like Breaking Bad is kind of one of those. Yeah, uh, meth is it's a show that's kind of like New Jack Midwest City because. And- yeah, it's kind of that same idea. Well, because it shows you somebody building an empire, like something. Yeah, um, yeah. Just like we see Nino Brown do here. Well, um, and I think it's it's interesting because he he it seemed like he didn't really want that. At first. It was someone else who. Well, he's him. when yeah when they introduce him, he seems more of like a lower level uh, yeah. dealer, but he's not a slouch either. Like he knows his shit, and we no, see that. For sure, yeah. Obviously, he got kind of put out there by the mob. It seemed like backed a little bit, like silently yeah. maybe. So, um, you know, he definitely was doing his thing for sure. But once he found something that could break him free of that and he could be independent with yeah. his friends, that's when like things changed. Yeah. I like where the introduction to Scotty uh, Appleton. Yeah. Um, the cover. Uh, he's running Pookie uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> played by Chris Rock and uh, Appleton's played by Ice-T. Uh, I like both of their film debuts, by the way. Like, oh, really? Like, their first big film. Yeah. Uh, so I see had played himself in a, like some other like music videos, stuff like that. But uh, this is essentially his film debut had never acted before. Mm. Uh, Chris Rock had played in some um, not extra roles, but he was kind of like uh, in in various parts. I think he was in Beverly Hills Cop 2 and stuff like that. But right. No Same major time. role. And he was doing his um, comedy. Yeah, yeah, it was like he was going for a stand-up comedy, but he wasn't even like, you know, he wasn't Chris Rock. You know, he wasn't mm-hmm. like a household name. He was an up-and-coming comedian. And uh, yeah, like uh, Chris Rock was like, they they asked me to audition. I did. I got the part. They didn't have really a whole lot of money to pay me, but it didn't really matter because I wasn't that famous. I didn't care. It's like yeah, it's this a... movie got him recognition as Pookie. Oh, yeah. He's I mean, like to perfect this... for it. Yeah, yeah, to this day, at uh like his comedy tours and stuff like that he gets people shouting pookie yeah pook and like people start handing him drugs and shit it's like yo this is for you pook <laughs> i love this this beginning scene too where scotty's got him on the deal and then pookie sucker punches him and just kind of like fucking grabs the dope bolts yeah or the money or whatever yeah the money and then just bolts and there's this cool chase sequence through the hood as pookie rides his bike and ice tea like pursues on foot I just like the uh, there's like I a was cool, thinking, like, little I was thinking of the gentleman like where he like where Pookie like runs his bike into that thing and like the train is coming and shit. Oh like, yeah, with the kids. Yeah, when the kids were <laughs> running. Yeah, true. That's funny. There's uh, your uh, archaeology, bro. Yeah, but the uh, so that so initially in the original screenplay 
this is supposed to actually be a huge like car chase scene. Okay. And what Mario Van Peebles is like, oh, fuck, you know, Beverly Hills Cop has already already had like that giant chase scene at the beginning of their film, and that ate up like a lot of budget. And I don't have money. I don't have a whole lot of money to work with. That's going to uh-huh. eat up like, higher budget, and then the movie's going to suck after that. So let's do something different. And that's where it became the foot chase and like the bike. I like chain. it. He's going I down the stairs on great. the bike and shit. Yeah, dude. Some yeah. of those stair shots, I was like, oh shit. That's yeah, crazy. yeah. It's steep too, or at least they're shot to look that way. Yeah. Ice T found like because this is his first acting role, so he was a lot of that. He was actually doing a lot of the running initially. Yeah, you can see him behind him running. Yeah, yeah and he he was like after a while, after like you know five or six takes, like I'm running a fucking marathon after six hours. Like my ass muscles hurt. Like yeah, it's you like, do it it's once, like, it's like yeah, no big deal. But yeah, but afterwards, like you know what, fuck, I need the stunt man for. I need some help here. And he, you see, uh, Ice T knocks some white guy over. And his groceries go flying, and Kellogg's like frosted flakes. Just yeah, come, yeah, yeah, or yeah, just yeah. Corn flakes, just plain <laughs> corn flakes. I'm sorry, just come flying out. I was like, that's hilarious. So and I'll all tell you of that. this, uh, real quick though, all of this is happening. I just want to point out the music to Ice T's new Jack Hustler yeah. On yeah. soundtrack. It's playing in the background, his own music while he's running around. Hell so yeah, I like even that. though he's a first time actor in this film, he's a known fucking oh, he was oh, a oh, yeah. rapper yeah. at this point. Yeah, so yes, like yes, he's yes. he's blowing up as far as his career. Uh, yes, very so, much so. Yeah. So here here's a story behind that because yeah, he's a he's a well known rapper, and the idea for this was kind of having a because this is an anti drug movie. It's like well who are we going to have as like the cop that like, you know, you, if you are wanting to make a movie about saying no to Nino Brown, you have to have somebody that you can say yes to. And having a guy like ice T who is well known and he's kind of like, he's well known in the community and stuff like that. will make him into like this hip hop cop. Who's cool mm-hmm. that you want to, you want to root for. It's like, Oh, maybe I want to be that guy. Yeah. You know what they yeah. say? They, in order to catch a new Jack gangster, you, yeah, yeah, you have to have a new cop. Jack cop. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a great, and getting him to play this is great. And so how, here's how they got him. So they were at, uh, I guess, uh, Ice-T had run into Mario at some club and uh, Mario had overheard him talking shit in the bathroom to somebody. And it's like, yo, they're going to need a microscope. To see how much you know, to see the molecule in my body that gives a shit about what you have to say about me. Yeah, it's like <laughs> something crazy like that. And that was like, and Mario was like, that's the person I want in my movie. And he's yeah. like, hey, man, I got a role just for you. And this it was this role. But I see he was a little nervous about it because one, if the movie you know sucks, it and him playing a cop, it's like this is gonna ruin my rap career. Like, so he was really nervous about that, and he got the script and the people in his, like that he knew around the city is like, dude, you have to do this. One, it's a, it looks like it's going to be a good movie, and one, you're going to do a great job at it. And it's this is going to make you a bigger star. And two, you're going to make a difference in this role. You're going to make actually a three, I think. But yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, think about it. Ice T plays a cop in this movie, and now he's a huge star and he's mainly played cops in those other things he's, i mean he's in yeah. law and order like, SVU. He's one of, yeah he's one of oh, the well, best parts like, of that show too yeah he's, he's the reason why like i sometimes you know tune in to watch his parts uh oh, i was just gonna say like some of the other films he's kind of made famous for it was like uh a film we're gonna be talking about in a couple weeks ricochet yeah uh, which he did the very next uh the very same year johnny mm-hmm. mnemonic 
and yeah. Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> nice. Might have to do that one on uh, Cut Above. Yeah, I would do that. I'd want to be on that because I like that film. It's great. Oh god. Did it's uh? I do you guys ever listen to the um? Oh fuck. There's a there's a podcast that Ice T went on. Um, Are you promoting other podcasts? No, you're gonna have to cut this for a second. No, that's fine. Uh, Drink Champs. So he went and did Drink Champs, right? And he mm-hmm. they interview him and they're talking to him about it. And it's funny because he always talks about like how he didn't do drugs. He was like that was never for. Uh, he was like, well, he was a pimp. I, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He was definitely a pimp before he was a rapper. He was a pimp. Yes, correct. Yeah. And uh, and and you know he talked. You know, like just hearing him talk about it, and then like he tells this story about the one time when he did ecstasy with his wife at this party, and he was like, mm-hmm. my world just changed. And he because he <laughs> like when you hear him talk about sex, like that is he is like. The dude has some yeah. wild shit to say about so like that was it. He it, like that's all he gave a fuck about is fucking as many women as many ways as possible. Like, and then it's fun, just funny to hear him talk about all this, and then to see him in a role like this where it seems like you know it's, I, I guess it just doesn't seem too far fetched or hard to portray like this guy who already wasn't was like uh you know not into drugs to begin with you know what mm-hmm. I mean, and so I you know I I would I. Something in the back of my mind would say, you know, obviously there's no way to know, but, you know, I'm sure there was a part of him that was like, yeah, I would like to try and help spread this message of this. Like, you know, this shit is ruining the streets. It's ruining even a lot of his his hip hop career. A lot of, you know, the commentary later on in his career was like, you know, a more positive message. Yeah. Even in 91, I mean, the crack epidemic was still, you know, hurting. It was still hitting. Yeah, it was still hitting hard. The, oh, one one last thing about Ice T. He actually was essentially a little bit of an assistant director to uh, Mario Van Peebles because a lot of the people that involved in this film, you know, they're not from that area or from the streets as uh, like Ice T was. He knew more of like how. Oh, the so he was more like the go to. Yeah. So like when it came to information, it's like, hey, no, uh, as far as maybe like changing some lines around, it's like I went. No one would say that like this. We would say it like this. And so he would help like change lines. And it's like, why don't we? It, we need to have a more kind of like this flow to the conversation as opposed to this. So he was kind of helping kind of run lines and do stuff like that. And ended up becoming uh, now Ice T never said this, but everyone else that like was part of the cast and crew is like Ice T was a huge huge help to this production. Wow, you know why? Why? Because he's a H U S T L E R hustler. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> I've always liked that song. I like, I like, there's not enough uh, rap where people spell in it again. Bring it back. Bring it back. I want to hear them spell the word that they're about to say. But yeah, uh, Scotty chases him through the playground. It's funny that they gave him the whitest name too. Scotty Appleton. Yeah. It it feels like some chat GP. Some Johnny Appleseed shit. Yeah. Yeah. What's the whitest name you can make? Chat GPT. Scotty Appleton. (laughs) Chad Van Horn. But uh, I do like this chase scene. Uh, you know, maybe it was a chase scene on a budget, but they made Mario made it work. Oh, dude, it looks made so it work. good. It's a it's great the way it's got the music. It's kinetic and Scotty. Uh, the way they like Pookie takes the header off the train tracks over the train tracks, and you think like, oh shit, he's a goner. But then he's running, so you're like, okay. But his legs hurt, and then uh, Scotty jumps down there, and his he's fucking limping. And then they chase through the the uh, what's it called the playground, right? And yeah, that's when Pookie shoots deal. at him. And like yeah. the heel, right? It was like the yeah. Achilles heel. Oh, it looks so painful, bro. God damn, that looked painful. He was screaming like a little, like ninny too. I don't blame him, but 
That shit was funny, though, the way it plays out. Because, like, as soon as he falls, Scotty's, like, right on top of him, like, right in his face with the gun, like, oh, motherfucker. But the money <laughs> went everywhere, so the money goes flying, and people start going for it. Yeah. They don't know he's a cop, so he's like, I'm a cop, move. Right. And right. Kareem's there. Kareem yes, sees he is. This, and this comes into play way later. Yep. Yeah, Kareem, uh, played by a guy by the name of Christopher Williams, mostly known for his music. This is his... Film debut, not He's really got no much picture up on IMDb either, so I figured maybe he wasn't active as an actor. Yeah, no, he's most mostly known as a mu musician, um, um, music artist. But uh, yeah, this what is kind of music, like pop. And as far as I know, his only film. Hmm. But he did a great job in like you know the limited time he's on screen. Yeah, I thought he was good. Yeah, I dug him. Then we get uh we get G Money playing ball and making a little cash on the side. I think playing some game, maybe betting on the games. Yeah. Yeah, and then he rolls with Nino and da 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 man. Yeah, I'm gonna master saying that by the end of this episode. Da 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 man. Yeah, uh, Alan Payne is the guy who plays G Money. He mm. is in Vampire in Brooklyn. Above the Rim, right? Uh, was he in? That? I don't. Yeah, I think he is in that too. I um, the other film I know him from is Jason's Lyric, and oh, I remember right. my my introduction to him was in an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, in the episode "My Brother's Keeper," what? Yeah, oh, uh, wow. the the very next year he was in an episode of Fresh Prince called and "My Brother's Keeper," it. and he was a rival basketball player to Will. That's funny. That's funny that they wrote that in there too. That little Easter egg nod to yeah. New Jack City. Sense. I like that. I never noticed that when I, you know, when I watched Fresh Prince. I missed that show. And Chris Rock also had a, a appearance yes, in Fresh did. Prince. Yeah, he did. Oh, nice tying it all together. There it is, dude. Cinematic archaeology, one hundred and one. But yeah, um, what's his name? Uh, G Money shows Nino this new product that he's like, kind of been looking into because they're you know they're doing the coke thing, yeah, uh, which has been yeah. obviously paying the bills. But um, they're more local, and then it's right. you know this new thing, Freebase, which is like just moving around. You know, at this moment, I'm I'm guessing it's not quite the epidemic yet. Right. Right. Because this part of the movie is taking place in like the mid eighties. It's like eighty five, yeah. six, right? Yeah. Yeah, time moves in this movie, but it doesn't exactly explain how much time. But so here's and here's why I think they do that. Uh, and this is from the director because the way that he shot the movie and like why there's some some harsh cuts as far as like time gaps go is mm -hmm. he shot it like we're doing a music video and where we're getting snippets of certain parts of like the movie and we know time has passed but we don't know how much time has passed mm. we start at one end and then it obviously ends in like where it ends but it's kind of this um like a music video style cuts well maybe a, maybe like a editing technique just to cue in when that's happening would have helped or something to know just like okay some time's passed we could tell because when we see the old man the first time by the by one time we see him at the end of the movie he looks like he's aged a decent bet. Yeah, so sense. it's maybe seven years, years or seven years or something. Seven yeah. years of them like controlling this building and like these people living in these situations. As yeah. the epidemic had to take some time to spread, even though I'm sure it spread like wildfire once because that crack was fucking addictive. Yeah, it was. You know. Um. But yeah, they show him the the free base, and Nino's like interested for sure, and he's like, "You, uh, I like the." He's got just just good lines, man. He's like, uh. You sound like this shit is the wheel or something. Like it's gonna change the world. But uh he does he wants in. 
he he definitely is like you know what yeah fuck it let's try it out and i do just side note i like da -da -da this man's uh his jeep i'm a jeep guy yeah or, yeah. yeah and i think i've been on that road and i think that's brooklyn i've done deliveries on in that on that block that's definitely not a neighborhood you want to fuck around in so no <laughs> the uh next scene we get nino in the club flavor flave, flave that's yeah. right and um yeah boy what's his name uh who's um grandmaster no who's uh oh um master of ceremonies damn it i have it in my notes dougie I... fresh no no it's not dougie fresh it's um fat five freddy yes yeah. uh that was it yeah it's a minute since i said his name i haven't thought about yeah. that guy in a long fat time five freddy and uh dude my man snipes his gear that fucking uh, chain he's got on that fit different dude he's looking good uh g money's looking good too like the whole crew is just looking like they're definitely they're definitely making money yo yeah yeah they look they, you know because this is at the start before like they really become um cmb you know the mm -hmm. cash money brothers yeah they're, they're already that but like the, before they become really you know, independent and become like legit. Yep. We see Scotty's in the club too, undercover. Yeah. And uh Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh are playing. I've seen them both live at a club uh, like this. Uh, like oh yeah. BB King Lounge. And um, I've seen them at the, it was a much bigger concert, but yeah, that shit. That's a good performance, man. Yeah, it was cool because it was a small venue. It was fucking packed. That's awesome. This, this is this film, the soundtrack on this entire film is great. Super good. Yeah. This it film did, is like it, a time it, capsule too, especially it, these club yeah. scenes because they yeah. show a lot of these old dance moves from the time period. Yep. Dude, yeah, African Americans were creating all types of new dances. They still do, but like nowadays, like back then, there were just so many dances that were like iconic in movies that I remember growing up in, like um, House Party and this. Oh, any, yeah, any, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime you see a party situation, there's just always these great dances that are just like. Like you wouldn't have these stupid TikTok dances without people busting a move back then, like the way they did. No, yeah, it's like this is where it starts, and you, you saw a lot of these like moves on like Fresh Prince, which is where I like kind of recognize like a lot of those like dance moves that Will was pulling off and shit. So okay, yeah, absolutely. That's funny too because Will Smith was a he's a rapper around this time. As yeah, well. it's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, his shtick was like he didn't use uh, um, curses or anything like that. He was like no rapper. Yeah, uh, but yeah. <laughs> We get this uh this club situation. Uh, Scotty and Nino they kind of meet eyes for a moment, and they can kind of I guess it's like two alphas in the room almost, sort of. Yeah. yeah. And then I love that Scotty just like grabs two women under his yeah. arms and kind of walks. Yeah. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was great the uh the symbolism in the air when it's they play the color me bad song. I want to sex you up. EMB. Mm. Color me bad. CM, oh shit! Cash money. Oh Come fuck! Do the science, guys. Come on now, dude. Connecting dots. Oh, Not a musical archaeologist over here, buddy. Fuck yeah! We got the soundtrack score archaeologist dusting off the records, the vinyls. Dude, that album, Color Me Bad. That Color Me Bad album was yeah, so that's good fucking song. good, dude. Mm, wanna sex you up? I didn't stop. You yeah, don't stop to that. Tick tock. You don't stop. Which yeah, is a I, staple I, song in this film. I remember all this music at this time because I grew up in the 80s and then in the 90s. So, word. But um, we have this backroom meeting. Kareem's there. He's meeting the gang because he wants in, and uh, we get the, a, a line. You gotta you gotta rob to get rich in the Reagan era. 
I, I dug yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is sort of like the beginnings of, you know, the CMB right here. Like right. They, their back room is like got boxes there. It's not like the board meeting room that they end up in later. So it's like their humble beginning sort of, of in a sense. Uh, Nito breaks down his plans to manufacture and distribute crack cocaine and build an empire. But then he breaks out the blueprints of the Carter. So run down project building that he thinks would suit their needs, which is a fucking genius idea, to be honest. Yeah. Also, uh, musical uh, archaeology here. Yes, the Carter is pretty well known throughout um, hip hop. It's a, right. it, well, it's a famous it's building, mentioned. too. It's a famous building and uh, as well as uh, Little Wayne named an album after it because it's also his name. So but it's also like a double double um, entendre. The, yeah, the Carter it was like his third album. He did three of them. Carter one, two and three. Yeah, I always thought that was cool. I so forgot what the, the real name reading. of that building is, but you know, Mario chose it because he wanted to like um, he wanted to have a certain architecture. It's like a compound, it looks like almost. You know? Yeah, it's like, but he's like, I want to have like that rundown Gotham look, and mm. it's like the city, like that is still, it still has a certain look, but it's on the decline because yeah. of drug usage. Like it was and, a beautiful building at one point, but now it's yeah. starting to look rundown. Yeah, yeah, and it, like that's a, and the building does look really cool. Yeah, it does look really cool. It's iconic, and the, I, it's perfect for like what he's. He's like, well, the way he breaks it down, like we're going to put uh security post here, you know, lookouts here. We need the lab here. Kareem, right. you're in charge of computers, the money, the keeping an eye on everybody. He puts da 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 man and Keisha in charge of security force, which is pretty smart because Keisha's a fucking badass bitch. Dude, she's a cool ass yeah. character. Yeah, one yeah. of the better characters for sure. Let me, let, uh, I'll just, since we're talking about her, I'm going to just mention her real quick. Yeah, so, go ahead. She's in Candyman, I think, right? Yes, she was. I was just mm -hmm. going to bring that up. Yeah, so her her name is Vanessa Estelle Williams. This is her film debut, by the way. She yeah. knocked this out of the fucking park. She was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she was in Candyman and, uh, you know, lots of TV credits. She's been in a lot of television shows and working actress. And I think she's still working nowadays. Yeah, but yeah. she was in the newer Candyman again, reprising the, her role. Oh, was she? Oh, was she? Yeah. oh, that's great. And she still, like, looks I pretty seen young, the new one too. Like, she looks great. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's a fox. She looks yeah, great. She I'm like, damn. It's like she didn't age at all. But yeah, uh, she's great in this. And, uh, you know, I like the Dada Man uh, as well. It's just, you know, he doesn't talk because he has his stutter. When he does, it's, you know, it's charming. And they make fun of him too. All yeah, yeah. Time. Oh, they, of course they do. That's obviously what you would do. Like back, you know. But obviously like they, but, you know, even though they PC. make fun of him, he, he is a part of the group. Oh, like, yeah. He, yeah, he's fuck yeah. Thing, he's like, just as much as anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's down like he's do or die. Like he's right. That's like up. what, but I think that's a realistic thing. It's like we don't care about his stutter. We're gonna fuck. We're gonna you know make fun of his. Yeah, ass. we'll make fun of it if you make fun but of it. We'll stomp a fucking mud hole in you. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's what the attitude. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, like that's it. They're off and running at that point. They got to take care of the Jamaicans, the rival Jamaican crew that kind of sells smaller time around the Carter. Yeah, like around its area, and they roll up on dude. We see G Money talking to him, and then Keisha just blows his brains out, yep. dude. So here's how they got that shot, because this is this is so cool. Because I've never, I think this is the first time I've ever like seen a shot like this in a film. They took the camera and put it up on sticks, and essentially, as he's going down, the we're following him as you know, oh, like, shit. yeah. So they went down on sticks and tilt, you know, knocked the camera down like in a controlled way. Yeah. So him get that angle. like we're the the audience is falling down with the rasta man 
Yeah, because she just jumps out of the Jeep real quick and then just like, blow. And that's how you do it in broad daylight. Now, I thought that he was right in the middle of saying bumba clot. He was like, what yep. the bumba clot? Yeah, G-Money says. <laughs> yeah, he just didn't see it coming at what all. What the bumba clot? Yeah, now that's how you kill somebody, my brother. You get right up on the motherfucker and beow, blow his brains all over the sidewalk in broad daylight. Oh, and then she'd rock a bye, baby. Oh my god, that's nasty, such dude. a fucking cool scene. Yeah, there's definitely some iconic scenes and lines in this film that I do like. It's um there's a grittiness to this film that I, I enjoy. Yeah. I think Do you yeah, guys think a... that Ice T loaned some of his old pimp lines to Nino? Oh fuck I don't yeah. Know. Of course. I don't know. I mean there's definitely I feel like they've talked because there's chemistry between them on the uh I don't know if they butted heads or anything or if they got along, but they, no, no, it's, everything community? seems like they got along just fine. And okay, cool. No, there was no, um, there was drama no, it the there was any egos or drama. Like everyone, because this is, uh, everyone's kind of on the up and up. They're up and coming or they're yeah. starting out. So True. they don't, Wesley Snipes might be the most famous, you know, as far as most accomplished actor at this point. He had had a mm. few hits, but uh, yeah, everyone's kind of, you know, it's starting out. So there's no, there's none of that, bull, you know, Hollywood bullshit drama that, you know, yeah, yeah the extra ego that because they're all on the same even. Yeah, even they're all on the even keel. Yeah. And what uh, Wesley Snipes talked about is like he was researching stuff like, you know, Greek tragedies and, you know, he's and, you know, Mario talks about this, too. It's like, you know, this is we took like Scarface and the Untouchables and like we DJ mixed them together. You know, he kind of yeah, you can heard, see it. He yeah. Tarantino his way into New Jack City. That's what he did. He the ending all- of like him getting shot in the courthouse, like that reminded me of Untouchables. Oh hell yeah, dude! Yeah. Uh, um, I also thought about the uh, the remake of Shaft from two thousand. It's okay. This, yeah, they they utilized that as well. I think but you yeah. wanted to cover that on here, right? Uh, well, I'm, like we're gonna original? do the original Shaft. Okay, actually. cool. What you talking yeah. about, sucker? Yeah. <laughs> <Shut> your mouth. <laughs> Can you dig it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh but yeah, but yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's you know, it's Scarface, The Untouchables, The Godfather, Once Upon a Time in America. Those are all these films that kind of play into this. And it a has, melange, if you will. Yeah, yeah, it's a melange, if you will, yeah. if, uh, with a lot of films, and it has that hip hop flair to it. You know, that's what makes it different. It's it, it was different when it came out. It was very different. I mean, yeah. there's all there's this is there like these hood movies I mentioned. They're all starting to come around around this time. I feel like. Um, and that this one kind of stood out. It was different, you know, like you said, it was about this big time guy coming up and I don't know. I hadn't seen these themes as much in the other films. The other films were smaller based, I guess. Maybe this one's more of like a bigger scale because mm-hmm. of what's going on. For sure. Yeah. But, um, I like it. Like at this moment of like Nino taking the building from the owner and walking him at butt ass. like point so in the middle, butt ass naked in the middle of the day, just out in the street, bro. Yeah, I know. Is this, this where, is where we, we first meet the preacher too? The old man, the yeah, preacher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was he? A pre- uh, I thought he was a preacher. No, nah, he just he just titled the older the old man. The old man. He is played. Dude, by... quick follow up question for you, Berg. Do you think G Money got his name from this movie based on the character G Money? Hmm. Waxing, dude. Oh, maybe. <laughs> G Money. He got G Money from this, dude. <laughs> yeah, probably uh, because he knows. Uh, G Baby knows all those fucking. All these movies, man. He's yeah. he's well known in all the G movies. G Baby, G Money, G Funk. Mm, G Funk. So era. Bill, Bill Cobbs is the guy who plays the old man. Ah, 
Yeah. yeah. Well, he's he's probably familiar. one of the biggest actors in this. He's act, been in a whole bunch yeah. of shit. Like, you've seen him in a whole bunch of shit. Not, nothing like, he's not, like, necessarily a star. In it. Like, the one thing I, I remember him from mostly is The Color of Money, the mm. uh, sequel to The Hustler. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he was in that, but he's, he's been good in this. Yeah. And you can see when he sees Nino doing this, he's he, this guy's not pleased by what he sees. He's you know, not he impressed. knows what's going on. Yeah, he's a he's a we find out later on he's a veteran. Yeah. You know, when he goes to the police. At this moment too, we cue in the living in the city. Yeah, dude, banger. <laughs> Which is like this a cappella tune that just plays throughout the film. That's yeah, that montage that they do in that specific part as they're like harmonizing the, the decor. So it's as they montage the men taking over the Carter. the Carter and fucking shit up and like the degradation violently. Of yeah, dude. And, and it's like producing and selling like, the product and getting it going. And this is when they're forming CMB. Yep. Fuck, man, it's so like and just having that acapella song, which is a great. It's so great. But it's just like, um, it's it, you feel you feel like, oh, man, it's... well, like in contrast to that of like the them taking over this building. Yeah. And these people and these families uprooted or some of them killed like the killed. men in the house. You know, if they Dude. stood up to them, they got shot Ruthless. and whatever. Yeah. And then everyone living in squalor. But in contrast, not the cash money boys like they're right. they're starting to blow up. Yeah, because they're see that everybody's getting food. suits made. They're looking good. They're getting dope haircuts. Yeah. Uh, jackets, like cutting his hair. <laughs> yeah, and the old man goes to uh, the police at this moment about the Carter situation. He's outraged, and he doesn't want to. I don't know. Like, how can you? Let I don't blame people, him. Yeah, how right. can you let these people take over the entire complex? Yeah, like, how does this happen under your noses? And how do you yeah. not know about it? And what are you doing about this? You know, and he's fucking totally justified. He wants answers. I feel for him. You know, a veteran too. Like, he's going to. Law enforcement, you know, hoping that, hey, maybe you can do fucking do something about this. He's trying to do things the right way and not mm-hmm. he doesn't want to become a vigilante yet. Yeah. But he, yeah. Wa- he wants to do things the right way. But like, that's not working. Exactly. He seemed like that's- a character right out of lean on me. Like, I, that's where I thought I knew. Mm. Like, I was like, because he looked real Great familiar, movie. but I was like, just his whole vibe. Like one of the teachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have been. It's possible. Yeah. I don't know his whole filmography. He's been so many things. So, um. He, I mean, he tries to tell them all about what's going on at the Carter. And Mario Van Peebles is there. He's, his character, Detective Stone, he's trying to put together the case. He wants to use these uh, undercovers that his sergeant doesn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we get that that line I said before. You got to use New Jack cops for a New Jack gangster. Yes. Yeah, right. Cool. And that's uh, Scotty Appleton. We get introduced to him again since the yeah. shooting of uh, him shooting Pookie. So I'm assuming a good amount of years has passed since then. And then Pookie's, you know, been disabled because of it, and he became a junkie. Yeah. Uh, and Appleton's maybe been on suspension or whatever. Maybe that's I don't know how long he's. Yeah, because I wonder, like, what you know, that situation. Maybe they felt he used excessive force or something yeah, like that. Or he's on suspension for something else. Yeah, uh, we don't really just, know. Yeah, he's a he's not a rogue cop. Like he doesn't play by the book all the time, and so he yeah. ruff, ruffles. He's the a rough. street cop too, so it's like. The rules are a little different there. It's not as plain. Yeah. He's trying, you know, he's undercover. And then no, we need. Talk... What? Oh, I, I'm sorry, Hedrick, you go. No, no, go ahead. Oh, well, I wanted to talk a little bit about how the, uh, with, with Pookie, uh, Chris Rock's character. Mm-hmm. So Mario Van Peebles knew that he could do the comedic bits really well. Obviously, you know, we know that he can do that. 
when it came uh, with the dramatic parts, yeah. though, he really worked with him. And so a lot of the techniques that we talked about in last week's film, The Night of the Hunter, about where the director is off camera and kind of beat, you know, not necessarily beating him lines, but like, hey, we're going to no, do it like more like this. OK. Mm -hmm. And where the where we see like where the, the struggle with the uh, with the crack and the, what he's going through and like how it's affecting him. Mario is off camera talking to him and a lot of like the scenes where you see him within that struggle, there's music that's over that. Ends there up, yeah. There's music that's playing through that. And we see like, we see all the acting. It's like the reason why there's music there is because uh, it's like, Hey, well, we're going to film this and I want you to act a certain way. And I'm going to tell you how I want you, how you to look and how you're supposed to act. Cause I know what I want to see. And so he's helping him off camera similar to like what we saw in the night of the hunter where Charles Lawton was off camera. It's mm -hmm. like nope, more, 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 or do this, you know, like, yeah. or have this, you know, cry more or something like that. And, you know, then they edit out all that stuff in like, you know, in, in post. Yep. So I, and man, Chris Rock delivers in that role. He looks, it's, he's he all right. It's a little, young. it's pretty good. Yeah. He look, I mean, he looks disgusting. Well, I'm, I mean, I, considering like that, this is his first film. I think he uh, did a great job. <laughs> yeah, the, when uh, he gets that turkey, man, he looks pretty fucking disgusting. Yeah, and then when he's like yelling at the lady, when yeah, in the dope spot or wherever, yeah, 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 smoke. Just, her and him both look like fucking. She's like, I was. The, you don't talk to me. I was, like a I was the prom queen. <laughs> that whole bit was so godlike. <laughs> then he just goes off on her. He's like, bitch, I brought you this turkey. You gotta, yeah, yeah. you gotta, you gotta give me some. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, he's he's really good in it. Uh, there's those moments you're talking about, like where he like ends up smoking again later, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but even I like in that's the... what he's talking about. Yeah, well, that and but then also like with the little bit of the scenes, like in the uh, rehab, uh, in the rehab and yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah. Stuff too. yeah. So, uh, yeah, Nino's being grilled by the mob's uh, messenger at one point when they when they now that the Carter's coming to its yeah. thing and it's doing its own, you know, it's making Frankie money. Needles. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Fernando, film debut, and is typecast into playing Italian gangsters. Yeah, <laughs> that's all he's played in his career. <laughs> they want their ten percent, as discussed. When I guess Nino was smaller time, you know, mm -hmm. but now he's he's got a new Peruvian connection, so he's he's cut out the mob. He's he's doing this business, and he's not using their product. He's right. getting it from someone else. So I guess he thinks that's like okay. Because I'm not using your shit anymore, so you you know you don't have any say in what I do now. But the mob's not—they're not feeling that. They don't take well to that at all. No, nah, their opinion is you're only here because of us. So yep. regardless of whose product it is, you are not here without us. We mm -hmm. still want our percent. Exactly. It doesn't matter whose coke you're selling. Yeah. You sell their coke then, but we still want fucking. What? What's the line in uh in Goodfellas? He's like, "Fuck you, pay me." Mm. <laughs> yeah. Or well, in here it's like. You know, it's like when you when you uh, fuck around with the, uh, you know, with the Spanish dogs, you get fleas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Like, when, when he itches, we'll we'll uh, we'll come scratch it. <laughs> yeah, that is, a, that is a funny uh line. He tells uh, the guy, the dude, he tells G2, he's like, fuck those squingily eating fucks. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, he goes, this is he goes, this is our thing, which I did like this bit. I don't know. Because I thought that part was significant because La Costa Nostra in Sicilian means our thing. Yeah. Right. And that's the, the Italian mob, the Sicilian mob. Um, so 
I thought that's exactly how Nino puts it, you know, like this is our thing. Almost that's interesting. It was yeah. right after he kicked out the Italian oh, man, guy. I didn't so know wild. that. That's, that's, that's uh, yeah. you and knowing how Wesley Snipes prepared for this, he definitely that was definitely intentional. intentional. Sure. Yeah, the whole hour thing. That's yeah. As soon as I heard that line, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Costa awesome. Nostra, right? That makes sense. I was like, it's gotta yeah. be because he just was dealing with the Italians. He was just right. talking about them. So right. I like that. And Nino's giving out gifts and food during the holidays, you know, as yep. some of these drug dealers did. I mean, it's right. So that's the Frank Lucas thing that was because yeah. he watched yeah. Bumpy Johnson do it. And so mm-hmm. that and he's so, being surveilled at this moment by Peretti. That's the, about that turkey giving scene. So initially they they were supposed to be doing that inside a building, but they lost uh, what they were supposed to be filming. Yeah. And so uh, pretty much on the fly is like, well, fuck it. Like, I think we I, I see Nino going out on the streets and giving this stuff away. Oh, it's raining. We'll just get the umbrellas. So like they're just giving it out in it because it's raining when they're filming yeah. this. So they got the umbrellas and they're handing out turkey to these people. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And and it I works. Mean, some of these it people's works. eyes, Nino is like a savior. Like, oh, look at this guy. He's he like is. spreading the wealth, you know? He's but well, he's- it, which is crazy because what they don't realize is this is the guy that is harming this Poisoning community. This yeah. It's like, but then like, like well, a junkie because of him. And he's, you know? he's throwing out like a, pi- a pittance to these people. Yeah, here's like, a oh, turkey. Look, yeah. Here's a turkey on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And he's being surveilled by Peretti and Appleton at this moment. They don't like each other, but they're working together. They're. Oh yeah. Let's talk like... about Peretti real quick. Yeah. Judd Nelson's character. Uh, yeah, Cause they make it seem like a race thing, right? They make it like they, well, they make... definitely. But that is definitely a running gag of this film. Which so here's the thing about this. I think that's part of Peretti just fucking with um Apple Right. In the end, I mean when he gives him the big them. speech and you find the truth, it, it makes sense, right? But it's yeah. like you don't you don't know that till the end. Yeah. Oh okay, since we're talking about this now. Like, yeah, so, Judd, so Judd Nelson, uh he's in Transformers the movie. He was Rodimus Prime. Uh The Breakfast Club, St. Almost. He's in Transformers? Fire. I didn't know that. I know. Yeah, he's Rodimus <laughs> Prime. Yeah, he was hot rod. Slash Rodimus, Rodimus Prime, um, the Breakfast Club, Saint Almost Fire. Those are he, you know, more of his better known mm-hmm. films. Um, I was wanting to ask you guys about his about his character, his performance, because I feel like this is the one character I'm a little we- uh, like not sure about because I feel like his performance is a little erratic. Yeah, because it, it does seem like it's a race thing this whole time. We we find out later on about. That it's not about that. It's it's about it's not about a black or white thing. It's a death thing. Mm-hmm. And drugs, you know, yeah. he what he was Pookie, and that's yeah. why he shows so much like disdain for these people because it's like it's so it's like it's hard, but you can get out of this situation. Why do you keep going back to these people who hate you, who are destroying you? Like and because I think uh. he is. I feel like maybe he is hating on himself and he's lashing that out and it seems like it's a racial thing and it's really not. Yeah, he definitely strikes me as a guy who lives alone, goes home, like, you know, fucking Beats probably doesn't dog. date. The one man. thing that was like, the, okay, like, I, don't know the about I thought was weird. <laughs> when, he's in, when he's introduced to uh, to Appleton and he fucking starts shooting in his house, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, well, they wanted us to know he's a sharpshooter. You guys saw and, it was and that is, so that that is the, that is the reason is yeah, it was a scene later on. It was like, oh, well, we know he can shoot that person. because And he's, he's wild. He's a little wild. So, yeah, wild boys. I had a joke just a moment ago and it just it slipped. It slips my mind. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, I hate that. It's the worst. Him and uh, 
what's his face from a fistful of dollars uh, might be good friends because they're always shooting for the heart. <laughs> but yeah, his character, I do think, I think you're, I think you're on to something. I think it feels a little underdeveloped um, or erratic. I like, feel like they didn't give him enough. To yeah, do. they Good. they play the like buddy buddy cop a race thing a little bit. They make these jokes or whatever. But I mean, deep yeah, down, not... they end up friends. Him and Scotty. So. Yeah, I think this is a majority of a. It's a black film. It, That's you know, a, it, exactly it, what I was saying. It's, yeah, a, it's, so it's, is, it's like a black owned thing. It's, it's right. created, written, you know, and and cast. There was someone I forget who just said this, and I think they said it very well. It's like this is a black exploitation film that like it goes beyond that. It, it is a it's like the next generation of what a black exploitation film would be, and I think that's correct. Okay. And I know Mario. That's why did, they always look like pimps, uh, Scotty yeah. and fucking Nina. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. But Mario didn't want to have it where. Listen, I I don't want it to be like okay now that I have a chance to do my movie i'm gonna like kind of just shit on the white people and kind of you know do the role reversal thing and you know that's just that's just racism uh, going the other direction i don't want to do that but well, i do turn the camera like... inward you know yeah basically yeah like in in you know and focused on the culture itself and like what yeah this it, drug it, epidemic it, did to it i think this this is a positive film this is a positive Absolutely. message film and i think it, it's a great film i just feel like of the 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 one non-minority character feels like he gets gypped a little bit and which is I, which i think is right i think it should be that way with what they're doing and what they're going for that the focus should be primarily distributed out amongst the other people this right. is a guy who is already a legendary star huge movies you need you know what i mean this is you know i could i could understand that thought process of like this isn't about you this isn't about your character this is this way and but I, what I do like that they do because I think towards it's like towards the end like where we we actually learn more about who he is mm-hmm. and he's he is the white version of Pookie he says right. that, yeah so he was probably addicted to meth and ha- you know there was a, a Nino Brown in his community wherever I want to say heroin yeah well maybe heroin maybe meth but it's ninety one I don't know how popular it's probably heroin is. yeah you're probably right I mean, it's uh, probably heroin yeah, but there's the Nino Brown in his community wherever he grew up in. That's doing the same damn thing. And it's like, and I'm, I, I like that it's, it, it ties them it, together. It mm-hmm. does, even though they're, back. they're yeah. total opposites in, in ways. You know what I mean? It still ties them. They, they have that common thread. So mm-hmm. even though it's not a, uh, it, it is focused on the black community, which is perfectly fine. I think that's, uh, that's right. what, uh, Mario wanted to do. But it's saying it's like, but there's Nino Browns in the white community too that are doing the same and thing. And just the drug problem, period. Yeah. It's just, you know, like crack may seem like it's focused on in the uh, black community, which it you know, was. But um, but then there's still, you know, drugs like heroin and all these other drugs that any other cultures are getting into as well. And it's like these stories are happening in other cities to everybody. It's not just a black thing or a white thing. You know, like you said, it's a yeah. Thing. Um, everybody knows somebody who's probably had a drug problem or deals with drugs or whatever. Or maybe just, one of us yeah. is that person. You know what I mean? But like I you just kind of wish that they had maybe like kind of given us a little bit more of that persona of uh, Peretti earlier on. And not you just wanted like, more white people, Rob. I get it. You know, uh, yeah. no, you wanted to be represented a little bit you more. You remembered like, the joke. white guy more. Nice, Berg. <laughs> Give me more white guy. Yeah, I'm exactly. I do think his character feels. I would have liked to see him and um, uh, Appleton 
have to get along a little bit like that was yeah that's what that's what i'm talking dynamic about. actually because their their stuff is sped along their their case that they put together we don't get to see the inner workings behind that really besides i really would have liked some to see tape more recorders in the background um yeah. i so here i want to ask you guys an honest question um they make pookie uh they catch Pookie. he catches pookie basically he run uh, and tries to make it right i guess he tries he he runs him into rehab against his wishes you know but he's trying to do the right thing and like although i do value the anti-drug message here in these scenes they feel a little tacked on to me i don't i don't believe ice tea sat by pookie's bedside oh sure, and sure. like sat with him and brought him into his home i don't believe like pookie is grateful though and i understand that and he wants to help appleton but i just don't believe I don't know. I just don't see like a street smart cop like Appleton. I know he maybe wants to do right by this guy, maybe, but the I don't know bringing this guy into your house just to turn him into a snitch at one point, you know, or a witness. I don't know. It's well, just I don't think that was his. I don't think that was his initial intention. Is it wasn't at all because he was that. completely against it. He was like, no, yeah, he was not... just uh, bringing him back into health. I it's not all just about the case. I no, think, I don't think it was about the case. It kind of blended together. You're right. I, I think maybe I, didn't I, I think his he felt bad because it was because Pookie was not a he was not a uh, um, what they call him a uh, he wasn't a dope fiend uh, or a uh, he's a basehead. Basehead. Thank you. I couldn't think of the term. Yeah, ba- he wasn't a basehead at, at the start of the movie, but it's because of his injury and like he was pro- whatever. Uh, uh, well, he might have fallen on hard times because he because of the injury too, like being able to work and being on disability. Yeah, exactly. So thing. that caused him to kind of turn to crack to kind of like uh, to numb the pain or numb like what he was yeah. going through. And so when Scotty sees him in that moment when they're doing the investigation, it's like, fuck, I put him there. And so he I mean, felt- I get it, but I just I don't know, man. It just feels off. A little bit. I, 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 I'm agreeing with you. I'm I'm trying to see like maybe what they're thinking because I. So here here's the idea behind. It's a little sappy. There's like a moment where like Chris Rock's sitting on the counter in Appleton's house and Appleton's like in a robe with his shirt off and he's like, "Are oh, you? Oh, are you right?" Or like he, I don't I, know. It's just weird. I, I, often, what way you mean like like pertaining to the story? Like he, or he took believability. He took him home and you're nursing him in your home. Like believability. I think he's talking about believability. I just don't. I mean, that's I what a sponsor me, would do. Like, I feel like if, I guess I mean, someone that is at that yeah. level. Uh, you know, like that's that's I what guess. a sponsor. This feels more like something that Judd Nelson's character would do then, because he's been through it, right? Like rather than yeah, sure, so, yeah. So here's what I here's what I'm thinking. So based off of like what Mario Van Peebles wants to do with this film, we want to we want to show what Nino's doing and like, but we're gonna say no to Nino. So we have to say yes to somebody else. That's Scott. That's mm. Scotty Elton's character. No, I'm fine with that. He's our. Yeah, so, you know, but he also wanted to give a face to the. He wanted to give a face to the victim. To the victim, uh, the addict, uh, yeah. Which became okay. Pookie. But I would I would say that. Maybe Pookie is not the right person to get be the face of that. I think the the old man would be the better face of being the victims of or what or at least like maybe giving him more than say. Yeah, but he's not an addict. Yeah, that's a slippery slope, though. Right? And I, mean, I don't want the old man to be an addict. Like, I want him to maintain. I, I, the, I the agree with what he's trying to do and giving a face to the victimization of what's I happening. don't dislike Pookie's character or what they did. I just. The the amount of, like 
the we fact that he took him into his house and stuff like that just felt off. To yeah, me. I, I think I, I, we're I, I, in the weeds here. I think we should move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To be honest, um, I don't know. The I want to talk about Nino's setup because I just feel like you know we talked about the building, but like exactly what it looks like on the inside because we get this moment where Pookie now has got a job in the Carter. Uh, right. because there was Nino said at that time when he gave him the turkey, hey, if if you ever clean up, I might have a job for you. So yeah, a while later when he finally does clean up, he comes in, and um, we see that this place is like state of the art. Honestly, we see this like Kurt Cobain looking motherfucker like walking in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, and Pookie breaks down exactly like how it works when you go in there. There's membership cards. Yep. There's this court. They scan them. There's this like courtyard where people can do the drugs if they don't want to leave and they want to do their drugs there. And I feel some of these people are just probably the residents too, that are just fucked up now from the drugs too, because they yeah. fell victim to them. There's this uh, like packaging system, keeping everyone uh, when, they, when they're, they're all naked mm -hmm. when yeah. they package everything, you know, which he got from the cartels, which was definitely fucking smart. And I like that we see this uh, system where they, they zoom the money up through tubes you know, like uh, bank. the banks like that's just I don't know, man, that's different than just doing handoffs in front of the building, which they do as well. You know, but this yeah. is once they get going, this is the system that they come up with. It's mechanized. Like, it's 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 all, they it's all within system. one area, yeah. too. You know what I mean? So it's they're getting the money there. That It's all being done in house. Yeah. They call it the enterprise where the, the beam, the uh, base heads can go in and do their their crack because beaming they call it up. beaming up. I like that. I thought that was yeah. funny. The boy that made slaves out of men. There's like a lot of little quotes in this uh, film that I do. I, oh, I like. dude, yeah. Uh, later on, when Nino gets killed too, there's one we can discuss later. But I thought it was good. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I just think the Pookie stuff felt a little like off to me, or not? Maybe, maybe not off, but the amount of time that we spent on it, maybe is what like felt. A and little... like I said, maybe they had to kind of shoehorn somebody who knew the system mm. the, and they because they needed the police needed to have a guy that could get in there and get evidence no I mean, this makes sense because and, he's from the neighborhood so for, and pookie yeah. is the only that one that they can find that is going to be able because he knows how it works yeah and nino is if he cleans up he's willing to give that guy a job and he works yeah. his way up and it happens so at this moment cmb is like super legit they're just fucking prospering like all of yeah. them million the dollars in business yeah, a week, right? Yeah, dude, a million dollars in a week. A week. Think Especially about all the lives then. that are being destroyed. And ninety. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like it's like he's standing up on the graves of it. You know, the in people... order to make that much money, that's a lot of product being sold. It's like, well, it says it's like you have to you have to rob to get rich. He's robbing lives. Yeah. Yep. And Nino has a one on one with G because we can see there's moments where like. Uh, you know, Nino's obviously they kind of came up together, but Nino is the one that seems to be in he is the leader. Yeah, he's yeah. the leader. But you know, and G likes to get high, and that's a problem. And I think at this moment, Nino's probably so okay. Th this he's is the other thing, yet, right? No, G he's getting high on cocaine first. He was he was he? he was doing yeah. He I, don't, was, I don't think so. He's sniffing. He's sniffing before he starts getting high on the crack. For sure. Because I thought like that was something that came later on. Yeah, like, I thought that you know, was the catalyst of him. I like, think he just switched over. He was he was doing the blow when they were the blow guys, and then now oh, he's okay. You know now, he, and, and then it became a crack addiction because there was no reason for him to just go straight to crack. You know what I mean? Like I think he just started doing that because that's what was there. 
Oh, you might be right. There's there. moments in the boardroom where like he's like sniffing. Like he's a party guy. That he's always got a drink in his hand. He's always drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of his persona. So uh, here's the thing: because he's they, flashier than Nico. I mean, I mean yeah. uh, Nino. Even though Nino looks flashy, you know, like his attire and stuff like that. Yeah. So like G Money's so always trying to up him. They're a at bit. that party, and you know, Nino after uh, he takes them aside, it's like, listen, you create, you help create this. You know, like we're not, we're not gonna. You know, we can't let anything get between us. Yeah, this we're brothers. Thing. You know, it's like, I'm, I, we're our brother's keeper. You know, it's, and like literally two seconds after that, there's something that like is, we see what's going to break them up. Uh, well, also the mob, right? Um, At this point. Was that before or after this? The, the, this is at the club. Yeah, but Wait. was that like, was that before or after? No, the, no. Uh, the, the mob comes in again. Uh, Frankie comes in with another message, right? And that's when uh, he Nino ends up fucking at the at the table. He yeah, comes yeah. in, he disrespects Nino and and them in front of him, everybody. And yeah, Nino yeah. fucking had enough. He fucking hits him with the bottle, or whatever. Max that, around that like, oh. that like super racist statue that he. That yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing was fucking him. horrible. It was like some blackface yeah. looking thing, caddy. It was a blackface like thing a, with like a noose around its neck. A noose around its neck. Yeah, and he's like, oh, a message from Don, whatever his name is. Don Armateo. Yeah, it's horrible. And it's fucking scary. Nino's had enough. Thank God, you know. And he's like, "Fuck these guys." Yeah. And John, you were saying he like whips that knife around. Oh, dude, that was pain. so cool. And then he cuts his fucking ponytail off. Oh. Yeah. I dug it. He didn't I kill it a lot. And it was showing that basically, like Nino's guys, like, are not to be messed with either. You know what I mean? Like Nino's not just half-assing this. Right. Dude, and Keisha like just runs up and it's like, "You don't fuck with me." Yeah, our guys. I love how they all like burst into laughter like um, immediately afterward. Like they kick them, like everything. It's all done and over. Everybody's out, and they're all kind of standing around looking at each other, and they all just like fucking start laughing. Great, they can't believe that just happened. Like, yo, we just pushed the mob out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's a big moment for them. Fuck yeah, it is. I love uh, the scene with the knife too. Just how like he plays with the knife for a moment because butterfly mm-hmm. knives are really cool. Yeah, it's like that's that takes a lot of practice to do it like that too. Yeah, absolutely. We've shown the switchblade in a couple episodes, but we, we've had three switchblade movies. Now we have a butterfly knife movie. We did. We did. <laughs> oh, you know what I meant to say before that joke that I remembered when we were talking about Jed Nelson's character. I was gonna ask, do you think he's the kind of guy who goes home? And cuts his pizza with a scissor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do actually. Yeah, <laughs> just like our he's man definitely. Cobra. Yeah, he's that guy, right? Married yeah. to Brady, for sure, <laughs> for sure, bro. It just bounced right back into my head all of a sudden, like super thought <laughs> from earlier. Here it is. But yeah, uh, Snipes is dancing too in this moment in the club. I like Snipes yeah. is getting down, like because he, he, you know, he can do his thing. He, he also knows moves, uh, he knows martial arts, like you know. Um, he, I don't know. Yes. He is, he knows martial arts. He's a great mm. dancer. He yeah. he's very talented. Yeah, that's how he got the way more talented than people realize. Oh, absolutely! And he's good at basketball. Because uh, when did a white man can't jump come out? The next that... year, ninety two. Yeah, that is year. a banger. That is a banger. That's I've one of my favorite films ahead. What? Oh I'll my god, it. John, you want it? Yeah, take I got that. it. I got it. I got it. Dude, <laughs> we're totally covering. Not that new ass bullshit. The real no. deal. White yeah. man can't jump. That's a great film. Yeah, I've never seen it. Dude, can't wait to cover that one. That one's a fucking banger, banger. So, yes, John, I mean, um, Rob, to get to your point that you were getting at earlier, uh, yes, there's that moment where we see the chick, I, I forgot her name, 
Uh, her name is Uniqua. I think it was yeah, right. Yeah, Uniqua. Yeah, and, or is that the actress's name? No, no, that's that's her character's name. Okay. Played by, uh, Tracy Camilla Johns. Gotcha, gotcha. So here's the thing: she was it. She was a star of "She's Got to Have It," uh, Spike Lee's mm-hmm. debut, and yeah, yeah. Uh, she, oh, and "How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days." That's pretty much it for her career. Mm. Gotcha. I mean, she's just kind of like eye candy in this movie. To be honest, she's got a great figure. Uh, I will say that. Oh, dude, uh, she's not. Her acting's not all that, though, in the role. No, it's the dialogue, right. I think, that's kind of like, I don't know. She, I think the girl that he had was super fine, too. I think she's awesome. Dude, and she's got to have it. She does a great he's job. She's ride or die, like so the much. chick that he had in the beginning. And she was he's the one that kind of helped build him up, too. Like, yeah. So, like, I think helped teach, because she seems like she's like a little bit upper class, or at least she has like a really good uh, career or something going on. Definitely. Um, And then kind of like showed him some books and stuff it seems like that helped expand his mind on like oh no 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 so the, so i'm talking about like philosophy that, and stuff like that yeah so definitely uniqua is the stripper. no we know who you're talking about He's yeah talking yeah about i'm Nino's saying girl. he is tripping he cheats on his girl at this moment oh yeah, yeah cause, so selena up. is is nino's girl mm-hmm. that is played by michael michelle which was her first big film uh oh i'm sorry she was the one that was in um uh sorry i i missed misspoke so michael you fucked up that's what you did you <laughs> fucked up <laughs> i fucked up yeah mm. okay michael michelle who, who plays selena thomas that's nino's girl this is her first big film she was in movies like ali how to lose a guy in 10 days mm. uniqua played by tracy camilla johns she's she was a star she's got to have it and that's pretty much it so i i apologize i messed oh, up oh so you just added another film to her yeah, that's it. She was in a couple of Spike Lee movies and Spike Lee joints, and that was it. Gotcha. Yeah. But she was so unique. What was the star of She's Got to Have It? Okay. Well, I mean, she was, she was much better in that film than this. We one. get this moment where Nino is kind of drunk on his own power and he, he wants yeah. to cheat on his girl with watching Scarface. This is G's girl, right? Yeah. Or at yeah. least watching like Scarface. It's become G's girl because I think there's time passed since the club moment where he intru- where he said, oh, because he, he kind of shows G this girl. He's looking at him and then he says, yo, that's all you right there. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, because so, he asked me, he says, are you still hitting that basically? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, if I want to sort of. Yeah, but I don't talk to her all the time, you know, but I guess right. then the m- next moment seems like they're chilling. So I don't know if it's supposed to be the same night or time's passed. No, time, time has passed, passed right now. She's become yeah. G's like girl a little bit. More of his like main girl, I guess, if anything. Um, but I'll be honest, like that this moment where like they're all chilling together, this monologue that she gives is stiff as fuck. Like it's the terrible. whole she it's gave like terrible. you you know, you you deserve to have an heir and like like she's not giving that to you. It's very whack to me. The world um, is yours, Nino. And then Nino just kind of regurgitates Scarface mm-hmm. in this moment, which I did like I just didn't love that to be honest. Like I get it, you know he's influenced. This by scene Scarface, sucks. I'm I don't sorry, think dude. I really. Yeah, I don't think I needed him to say it out loud. You know, like oh she can't have a baby, her womb, you know, is polluted or whatever. Like the way Scarface does. Like I don't know, but I get it. It's, it's to show that he's like insensitive to her yeah. and his lady, and he's drunk on his own power at this point. The, yeah. He even says the world is mine, and that comes into play later between him and G. They speak. About I just later. I just think with like Scarface playing the background, it's like. Do you get it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I've 
I grew up, we used to, I used to, anytime I'd walk into somebody's house, there's at least once in a while, somebody would always have Scarface on. Well, it's a great movie. Going yeah. to buy a little weed and like you're going to the dealer's house. And what are you guys doing? Oh, you're watching Scarface? Oh, cool. Yeah. Weren't you watching Scarface? No, last time? Like, yeah. Always watching Scarface. I just always have it on. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm glad you said it because I just thought this scene, out of all the scenes in the movie, this sucks. One, so, and it's supposed to be impactful between their relationship. It's and I still but that's got the thing that, is but... like this this should be like a key scene in the film of like this Greek tragedy that they're creating. And it's just yeah. it between him it and G Money and ass. his and Selena. Yeah, yeah, it blocks on its ass. It does. I don't know. And I don't want to blame old girls acting. Maybe it's just a dialogue. It's just stiff. The whole world. Like, I think the, I think this is a Maybe. mixture of a few different yeah. things. Could be. It just felt like Oh, gee, you shouldn't have a baby. Like, it was just so weird. It felt weird because the rest of the film is just so, like, everybody's speaking naturally. It's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's where everything, you know, is like, it's snapping into place and it looks great and it sounds cool. I don't know. She was like half nude in the scene. Maybe that was, uh, uh, well, see, that, that was made great. her nude. Yeah, that I know. She looks great, great but she, maybe she was nervous as an actress, too. Maybe that might have, you know, yeah, I made I her a little stiffer because yeah, she's sort of like, you know, uh, uh. Just wanted to get through it, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you noticed because I noticed it too. Um, and then we move along with the Pookie gets fitted with a camera. They're gonna go in. They're finally gonna like go in. They need the evidence. They need some hard evidence because they can't really get Nino on anything. And this has been his because uh, he also had just got promoted, right? Because before he was just doing something else. Oh now, yeah. Now he's actually in the room in the where they're bagging and doing the the drop off, like. Oh, the actual like, hand-to-hand portion of it. And he's been sneaking, uh, you know, uh, some of those uh, vials into his Eventually, mouth. Eventually, yeah. Which is what it's what's his name even says that Stone says. I look, it's your it's your move, it's your decision. But I don't think putting him in the drug room is the proper decision. I don't think he's right. ready for that. And well, and everyone already doesn't think that either. Yeah, because we also have um, we have Park, who's the the Asian cop, the Asian detective, who's the kind of the tech savvy guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, played by Russell Wong. Uh, he was in uh, the Vanishing Sun series, which is a TV movie series. Uh, Romeo Must Die and Escape Plan, the uh, the second Escape He's Plan. He's been in a bunch of other stuff, too, I saw. He's been in a bunch of stuff. A lot of... Uh, stuff like, on, it seems like more like kind of Asian films and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's done a lot of Asian films, too. But yeah, like they just definitely don't think that Pookie's ready. And Pookie says he's ready, but he seems nervous also. And there's this like moment on the beach where uh, Ice T gives Pookie like this guilt trip slash pep talk. It's sort of like a. I, I didn't like that. That yeah. was the one thing. I was like, you, you I think because oh, right after that speech is when we see him fuck up. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so it's like he threw him over the edge had with that. His shit kicked in too, right? Yeah. I mean, he's. I think he's kind of emotional coming off of like because he also had just kind of got you know, barked at by his guy with decisions that he's making and the mm-hmm. things that he's thinking. And so I think it was just kind of an extension of like shit rolls downhill. The boss bitches to the manager who bitches to the supervisor who bitches to the frontline guy. And it yeah. just, that, it seemed like an extension of that where it was like, Hey man, I'm fucking trusting you to go in there. You're going to be around all these drugs. You're going to be doing this shit. You fucking owe me. I got you clean. Don't fuck around in there. I think it was meant more to be like a, it's Remember like who you are. Talk, yeah, like, like, a Beverly, like a Beverly Hills cop moment. It's like you still got a little ass left, Chief. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It just wasn't. It wasn't the best. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, because Pookie wants to do this on his own. Really, it's not like he's being coerced into it. Yeah, it, no, it, he wants to help take Nino down. 
And this this goes back to your point earlier on of like how um, Appleton is helping Pookie kind of get on his feet. Mm. And then all of a sudden, like after this, Pookie's kind of on his own. And like he's he's like, now I want to help you. Could you help me? Yeah. And like, and this is where like I think if it had Appleton kind of been there to help him out, like he wouldn't have succumbed to what he did. Yeah, he buckles and definitely it's tragic. It really is tragic. So for a minute there, I thought he took some home and then just wasn't going to smoke it. Like he was just looking at it. Well, we saw that at first. Yeah, he, he well, does. Yeah, right? he, yeah. he fights the temptation the first mm-hmm. time. And then the next one where he's smoking. I noticed this movie reuses that same scene because there's a scene later on where they show Wesley Snipes in like the same exact fucking lighting. And he's drinking and sweating after like yeah. we'll get to it. But it's funny. It's like the same exact like we'll just do the same thing we did with Pookie. That's what ha- that's what has that's what you do with low budget films. You yeah, yeah. I want to see a moment effect. where there was like a dude where like Ice T his character is like, Oh, I'm on a diet and he's like, Oh, should I eat that third slice of pizza? And he's like suffering in the black room and he's like sweating and he's like, Oh god. And then Judd Nelson hands him a pair of scissors. <laughs> yeah, and he cuts it in half. <laughs> oh my god. That was good. Good Rob. So yeah, Pookie goes in, he buckles, he gets high, and he blows the fucking investigation. Blows it, bro. He bucks All up, hell man. breaks loose. He gets high, and he's high in the fu- on the job, too. Not just at oh, night, but... Yeah. Motherfucker's doing jumping jacks and shit. Yeah, he's making fun of the titty. Yeah. And fucking, they... Yeah, they they obviously know what's going on. All the guy, all the cops like, yo, something's wrong with your boy. <laughs> he's like, nah, he's alright, he's alright. He's alright. Something's he's wrong right. with your boy. No, it's an act. It's an act. It's and nice. at the same time, G Money's noticing too, right? And everybody Yo, there the in the room here. Yeah, dude. And all hell breaks loose. So they have to like raid the place. Now they have to move. Now or never. Yep. Yeah, but G Money's like torch the building. Set it. You know, set it to blow. We got to raid. You know, get rid of everything. Yeah, both sides understood Panic immediately mode. what it was. It was it was go time on both sides. It's like yeah. they had an extra strategy. If there's ever if shit goes down, this is what we do. Uh, grab the floppy disks. That mm. <laughs> was grab those hilarious. floppy disks, baby. Uh, they're out there gra- ripping all those out of the computer. Those in, were those considered floppy disks at the time? Because they they were the harder ones, actually. They're the harder ones. They yeah. still called floppy. They still called floppy. Disks they still called floppy, right? Yeah, they, they weren't just floppy weren't, anymore. Yeah, right. They weren't like the OG, like yeah, yeah the OGs. Because yeah, he calls them floppy disks later. Yeah, they, yeah, they were still floppies though. But yeah, he grabs the disks and torches the place, sets some some explosives. Yeah. It's all very thorough. They're fucking oh, yeah. thorough. And at this point, Nino's not there. He's getting, he's betting down G's girl. Yep. Beating that thing moment. down. Yeah. Gonna sex I you. I wanna sex you up. Oh, that thought, you know, stop. I love the way you kind of yada, yada, yada that part. Yeah. But yeah. Freddy saves the day, too. Um, He disarms the bomb. Yep. Dude, did they like because the way that they had uh, Pookie set up, did they like fucking twist his neck all around too in that chair? I thought he was still alive as the bomb was being. No, disarmed. I think he, he, was, he was dead, dead by, already. By the time he they got dead. there, he was dead. Uh, I was like, well, then what was the point? Neck, I, just put... I think they like fucking twisted his head all the way around. What's the point of putting the bomb on him then? I because they're gonna blow up the building. Message? Yeah, I know, no, but you can blow, blow up. I think just like a final, like, fuck you, like, you don't get to get buried. You just fucked yeah, all this okay. up. We're going to blow you to smithereens. After they killed him, they were just like, yeah. I thought maybe they beat him to shit and he died in the chair, like, while strapped to it. But yeah, the Nino, uh, the Carter falls. Uh, Nino gets called by G Money about it, and his G Money's girl picks up the phone. 
Yeah. And that's how G finds out about I it. Knew- He's like, man, put him on. Yeah, this shit's rough. I'm like, ah, oh, this is these are the cracks. We're seeing the cracks. Yep. This is the fall. This is the fall. The cracks in, in the in the organization. And Nino meets with his crew after the Carter Falls and He's imposing as fuck in this moment. He's he's sit your angry five boss. dollar ass down before I make change. Yeah, he's angry boss right now. He threatens I mean, he G and then he snaps on Dutta man, dude. He snaps on Dutta man, the Dutta man, uh, and he's uh, he threatens G and then maims fucking Kareem. Just and even Keisha gets him. it. It's funny because Keisha and Dutta man are that's that's like his his one and two. Like he, I, there's really not a whole lot throughout the movie where he's ever like fierce to him or or harsh he's to going him. out those are the two he brings because they're gonna right. Back, right those are like his generals his and security moment... people do a good job he ha- he has no nothing to say to them right he money is like you know you're that's his lieutenant and you fucked up like the, it's you're slipping g well my yep. point is still even those two he even fucking gives those two a hard time like he walks up behind him oh like, yeah him, man. Right. surely you know something and he's just mm. like nobody wants just to talk quiet and he's like keisha and yeah. it's like, it, <laughs> and it's just like, you know, shit is bad. Like, mm. oh, shit. Because he wasn't even there, too. So he's just like, you guys flushed my fucking, this bill, the, my whole thing down the drain yeah, and without yeah. even asking me. But then G's right, too, because G's like, well, you were, and then he, you know, he doesn't really finish what he's saying, but we know you were fucking my girl. We know what he you was weren't saying. fucking my girl. Maybe you would have been there to make the call, you know? Yeah. Sit your five dollar ass down before I make change. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this is where you could see like the power switch for sure. Like yeah. it's you know, G uh, Nino's he'll do whatever at this point, and it doesn't feel like everybody's family anymore. No, no, as this much. is this is like this is the kind of like the this is where everything breaks down, and we start mm-hmm. this is the descent into what we get into. Well, because this is where we get the line: the million dollar a week. It's like you killed a million dollar a week business. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money. But they're also hopeful yeah. that they can, you know, they can do this again, rebuild or whatever. So Nino doesn't, after st- taking his uh, his anger out on uh, Kareem's hand. And then, I was surprised Kareem sticks around. He's still part of the gang after this. You know what I mean? Well, I think, yeah, there's a lot of money there still. Yeah, so or like... you just can't leave once you're in. You're a liability that's, that's at that point. You know too yeah. much. If we try to leave, we're going to kill you. Right. You know? So we get Pookie's funeral. Yeah. Uh, and Peretti and Appleton, uh, they kind of bond mm-hmm. at this point. This so this is the turnaround. Like, I just wish we had, had this a little bit sooner in true in the movie. pacing wise. It was a little bit yeah because yeah. because now I like Peretti's character because he's kind of an asshole before. He's like a wild jerk off, but he's our asshole. Yeah, well that's true. But yeah. it's just like, I I wanted to have this a little bit earlier on because like okay now I understand why why he's being such a dick. Mm-hmm. And they set something up to get. Um, they set something up with Frankie to get to Nino, mm-hmm. and they use G money. Um, and he's, used, I like the he's noir, using a lot. I like right the noir now. vibes that they use here because, like, it, all that that whole scene when they come up on Frankie Needles—that's all in the shadows. That's a mm. brilliant scene right there. Yeah, true. I love that Frankie Needles. That's Perfect. his name. What does he got? A needle dick or something? Needle Maybe. dick. Needle dick. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. So. Um, Kareem thinks he recognizes Appleton when he's introduced to Nina. Yo, I know but he that. he doesn't know from where. You think it, it took him a long time to finally figure it out. Well, he hasn't while. seen him all around a whole lot. I guess. He had, to see him, he had to see him, you yeah. know, slouched down just like he it's was. It's also in the been scene. maybe six or seven years. 
oh, now that you're bent down, you look familiar now. He's like, uh, <laughs> I needed to see you over a pile of money looking up at somebody real slowly to recognize you. Yes. That was the only way I would know that you were a cop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this is where, what's his name's, uh, fuck. I, I, he has so many names on Ice T, Appleton, Scotty. Scotty is basically getting his way into uh, Nino's organization. It's an, it, I don't know. It's weird because it's like the Carter was like the basis of where they were what they were doing, and then that went down kind of early. Yeah, and then they, but then we're still infiltrating the gang now. Like it could would have been kind of cool if they, they mixed have... the two and like we had Pookie in there, but we also had Scotty trying to infiltrate undercover a little bit at the same time, and then he could have kept an I eye on Pookie say, that way. The police investigation is a little weak. So yeah, I... it is weak. It is weak. It's it's New Jack investigation style. That's why. Yeah. You're not well, I mean, it. it's kind of like how like with M, where the police investigation is like kind of maybe like the weakest part. Yeah, it's the criminal stuff that was more. I mean, I I think like the acting is done really well, but it's just oh, fuck. It's just the the investigation. Like, you like the characters of Peretti and Appleton, but you like give me more, give them more to do. I want to see hey, them. Bingo! Like, exactly. They just, just sitting on tables with like tape recorders behind them, and they're like, yeah, we're just loading we like weapons. We're just putting ammo in the weapons. Yeah. Building the case. Building the case. Doing police. We got work. jack shit. New jack shit. Like if they said if this had a slight element of like the wire to it, that would have been oh, so yes, exactly. Awesome. Exactly. And make it a longer film. That would have been yeah. okay by me. I don't know. It's not because yeah, it's know. only 140, right? I mean, it's not yeah. it's an hour forty. It's not, not even like two it's, hours. Not like it's super long. I, I think if Mario Van Peebles wanted to remake his own film. He could absolutely can't. do it with a no bigger way. budget and kind of really flesh flesh out everything that he wants to do. And have Wesley Snipes play Nino again? No, <laughs> no, there's no way, Rob. No, I think he the that. only way is in the I like this. This I think Berg put it perfectly. This is like a fucking time capsule yeah. of that time. Like to try and redo that, it's like I, that would be like trying to do Coming to America too. Oh God, that was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. I didn't even see it. I've just heard it's terrible. That's my. That's my. That's how I. That's why I didn't watch it because I heard it was terrible. Um. Oh, there's an important part here. We get a convo between Appleton and Nino, where they're kind of like just getting to know each other a little bit, and we find out that Nino. So earlier, Appleton had told the story about how his mom was killed, and he trades stories with Judd Nelson's character, basically. Yeah. Like this is why I do. Why I'm a cop. Like this is what made me want to be a cop. His mother was just needlessly shot to death in the streets walking yeah. home from work or whatever one night when he was young she was a teacher right yeah yeah and that's all we hear basically mm-hmm. some guy just shot her for no reason didn't rob her nothing and then nino tells a story about how when he was getting the gangs and he had to like come up he had to kill somebody and it couldn't just be somebody that deserved it it had to just be like fucking right enemy was too easy yeah yeah and so he said he got some of that fucking good dust or whatever, and he smoked that shit, and he went on a fucking trip, and he found this lady and shot her. And then we find out, we see the look on What's-His-Name's face. We're like, as we're connecting it, that's like, oh, shit, no oh, way. That's going to be What's-His-Name's mom. Yeah, yeah, and it's like where, it's like, oh, so it was, it was, was it just business? Like, it's always business, never pleasure. Yeah, which I don't even know how, like, how Ice-T can contain himself at that moment. Right. Almost like a, like that question made him feel a little bit better. Like, oh, at least you didn't kill my mom, you know, you know, just because you're. I think you know, it's like more up. of the shock of it, and it's like, but he knows you like, had to to get in the gang. Now is not going to do anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, 
And that's it's funny too, because at this moment, well, not funny, but you know, this happened. He said in like '77 or something like that. So like he would have been young. Also, mm-hmm. Nino was young. He would have been Nino coming up in gang. He was a young man at the same time. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and he was just, this is his way out. Like, this is all he knew. And it's just weird. Out. Like, the the <clears throat> contrast there in that moment to be like, you know, it's... it's Sort of like a Batman thing. Where it's like, personal. Nino kills right. his yeah, mom. A little and bit. sends him off to be a, a cop who wants to stop, like, drugs and shit. Yeah, totally. Interesting. It's all personal to fucking... Ice T's character, right? Yeah, Where it's like symbolism. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, there was that moment, and when the explosion was going to go off the bomb, I heard Ice T said, "What's the trigger?" Yeah, <laughs> where are the drugs? <laughs> Swear to me. Swear to me. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the one. <laughs> I don't uh, like falafel. Yeah. Oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> uh, we see Nino being nice to some kids, just like he did with the charity of giving the turkeys, and he's uh, giving them some money. And uh, one of them is the old man's grandson, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. The old man comes into the club and reprimands the kids and tells Nino off. And I like this scene. I like the old man tells him how he's committing genocide on his own people. Right. You know, and that's the message in the movie. Yeah. You know, and it's not, you know, your silk suits and all this other shit. It's not about that. It's about like, look what you're doing to this neighborhood community. And Keisha's like. She comes right at. She steps right up to him and says, "You better step off, Grandpa." Yeah. <laughs> and Ice T's there too because he grabs him at first, right? Yeah. He's like, "Well, because the, no, the old man pulls a gun on Nina." Oh no, he grabs him first before that, and then lets him go. He grabs him when he first enters. Oh, when okay. He gets okay. Closer to Nina because he grabs the money from the kid and sends the kid off. Yeah. And then Ice T kind of grabs the guy, but then he's like, "All right, fine, whatever. You're harmless." Like, um. Yeah, but the uh, the da man. Um, I I just can't nail it. The da 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 da. The man, man, dude. The da man. But there's three of them. It sounds like you're only saying two. The da da man. Yeah. It's the, it sounds yeah, like it's, you're saying the da da man. That's what it. Yeah. The da man. The da da man. Yeah. Da man. Da man. There we go. Got it. Nailed it. Thanks. Hey, uh, but yeah, he punches him in the fucking back, man. Like sucker punches him in the kidneys. Oh, oh man, yeah. this guy's an old man. And this old man's had it though. He fucking pulls a gun out. I. I dug it. He was like, you know what? He had a holster and everything. He was like. ready, dude. Ready for action. Yeah, bro. Well, because the police aren't going to do anything, so you got to take. You know, it's it, it's a vigilante movie in a sense. Yeah, definitely. And Nino doesn't even. I'll give Nino like he doesn't flinch. Nah, Kareem behind him does. You see Kareem? He get he yeah, gets like, down. Oh, like, oh. oh yeah, because Nino has probably had a gun pulled on him how yeah, many times bro. in his He's, life? Yeah. And from so, people yeah. probably a lot scarier than this guy. Than this yeah. old man, yeah. And they yoke him up right away. Like Ice T grabs him, doesn't let him shoot him. And then because of that, like there's a moment later on where they're chilling. Him and Ice T, Nino and Ice T chill. They get some Asian hookers or something. It looks like to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then they're just chilling, talking, bullshitting. And Nino kind of thanks him for that, grabbing him up. And there's like this moment where Ice T now sows a seed of doubt about G Money yep. with Nino because the cracks are already there. Now he's just kind of filling it. To expand right. the seen, cracks even further. He's seen his way in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's smart. Like he, we see the scene where he's eating grapes, being fed by this beautiful Asian yeah. woman. But yeah. at the same time, he's still got to play the game of chess that he's playing because he hates Nino. So it's 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 tough, man. I it's like, oh wow, look, this looks like a dream job in a sense. You know, he's lounging, but he's not. He's around really dangerous people, and at any moment, like this shit could oh, go south. Right. I couldn't. There's no way, dude. I could never do any kind of undercover you job. Like, but like, there's your just, own lies. I think to do this kind of job, there's just no way, bro. I just couldn't do it. 
you'd literally do have to get like you know wrapped up in it we get to the the reverend daughter's um wedding I mm-hmm. like this scene. It's a yes. wild scene. We get Keith Sweat singing to all the ladies. Keith Sweat. Yeah. It's a vibe. These ladies are Dude, this is, this is a Godfather scene right here because that's the, yeah, like, the, the wedding scene at the beginning of the, the Godfather. That's true. And Nino is the one who's like giving like this is I don't know if he paid for the party or what he's done or yeah, he, uh, he probably got Keith Sweat to show up there or something yeah, like that. Because well, the Reverend has been doing him favors, so he's doing yeah. the favors by paying for his his son yeah. or <clears throat> his uh, his daughter's wedding, essentially. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. Point. No, you're absolutely right. It is. I didn't even think about that. That's a good pull, man. Absolutely. It, yeah, because yeah. this it, Van Peebles is definitely borrowing from these films that inspired him, and I could definitely see the this moment being the Godfather uh, inspiration for sure. So, so this was filmed at Grant's tomb, um, and this was the last day of shooting. Really? Yeah. This is the, this is the last thing that they filmed. Dude, did you see these older ladies, the twins that were like manhandling iced tea at the party? Yeah, like, I didn't yeah. feel like those were his dates or anything like that. Like, they, no. I felt like they were just older ladies who were feeling that heat sweat, <laughs> and they were just like, "Oh, look at this! Look at this guy with the blue eyes and the and the dreads." They wanted a piece. Yeah. I think he's got blue eyes, right? Or like greenish? Like it's uh, yeah, it's he like has a like a greenish blue, yeah. Blue eyes, yeah. He likes striking eyes, the uh iced tea. Mr. T. <laughs> Mr. Ice I tea. pity the fool who doesn't But yeah. <laughs> it's the party's winding down and everybody's starting to leave, right? Or they're just gonna cut out at, at that point, I guess. And this is the point where the mob shows up to disguise as waiter staff to assassinate Nino. This is a cool scene. Yeah. It's a little silly though. In point uh, uh I don't know, the way it plays out, it's like the way it goes down is like uh, the slow motion realization that Nino has. I like that where he's yeah. kind of bending down. He's going to get the thing, the cake topper for the girl. His spider sense was tingling. Yeah. Yep. And then he sees because for some reason, the mobster guy like nods at him slowly. Like, yep, I'm about <laughs> yeah. to start shooting at you. Oh, man. <laughs> now is the time. Yeah, to run. Yeah. There's like this slow mo moment where Nino recognizes what's going down and he says like, oh, it's a hit. Gee. You know, but everybody's G went back for a moment because Keisha called him for a second. I don't know if that was supposed to be red herring, like they were leaving Nino out in the open. But as if like, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know, Uh, because it could have been seen that way for a split second. You know what I mean? Um, But then they're all shooting back. So it definitely wouldn't have been that way. Um, But yeah, he grabs a child as a shield here. It's fucking fucked up, dude. Real sick. It shows his character. He doesn't give no. a shit about these people, even though he Absolutely. pretends to care. Yeah, absolutely. And the poor girl has to watch like her dad or or uh, granddad or uncle get shot. No, right her dad get blasted in the back. Yeah, bro. Just he runs for her and he gets blasted right in front of her. And that's when Nino grabs her. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, these th- these mobster guys, they must have been stormtroopers or something though, because their their aim is they can't so hard. fucking hit. They're shit. just throwing bullets everywhere. It's how this little the only girl didn't get they hit. Kill is. The dad of that little girl and Keisha. Only because Keisha runs right in front of them. Yeah. She could have shot from cover. She runs down the dolly. It looks like that she's like kind of sliding over to them, like kind of just. Yeah, she comes flying down the stairs, like, ah, what are you planning on doing? I know she had an Uzi, which was like a smaller weapon, but like, spray that thing from cover. Yeah, dude. Uh, I don't know, man. Right like, I like street. the scene, but I don't like the scene because I think it could have been directed. I think it's I, like I said, it's a great scene. Uh, it, it it plays because it, it definitely it does it, what it's supposed it, to do. It, it plays out great, but it's yeah, it's, it's if a little you're, silly with like some of the the way it's yeah. like I don't know the way it's framed and the way it's cut and 
I think in uh, the heat of the moment too, you know what I mean? Like if that's like a real, a real it life. It feels super scripted. I'll just say that. Yeah. Cause like, like nobody gets shot. Like in the very, except first for the people moments, that are supposed to get shot. They're supposed to get shot. Exactly. In the first moment, just like bullets are flying everywhere. Like eight guys are shooting at Nino and nobody hits this little girl. Nobody hits Nino, but somehow we just hit the guy going up the steps. Yeah. And then we hit everything and behind Nino, down right? the steps. We hit the wine glasses. We hit the, all the, you know, the, the things that are there for cover all of a sudden, because, you you know, you got to have those things at a wedding. Right. Little barriers for cover. And none of the group cover. hits any of the gangsters either. It's a cool scene, though, because, like, everybody's in, like, white, all white. All our guys are, like, in all white, except yeah. for Nino. And so, it's like, I like the scene and I don't like the scene at the yeah, same time. exactly. G Money's <laughs> shooting his fucking Mac 10 or whatever he's shooting and he's spraying. Those, those are eight, her gonna... That's a fucking terrible gun. Yeah. All the guns are kind of terrible. It looks in this cool, scene. but it sucks. Yeah. And uh, what I do love about this scene is that uh, when Nino jumps over cover, there's a moment, there's an error here, too. That his glasses fall off, Wesley Snipes. And then when they cut to the next scene, he's got them on again. But that's fine. He jumps over the table and he goes to, like, shoot while he's doing it, like, action style, too. I don't know if you yeah. noticed that. But then he's in cover and Ice-T Ice shooting at the mob guys, right? And he yeah. looks badass shooting his gun in all white tux. And then there's that moment where he just trains his gun on Nino. Nino. And has that moment where it's like, I could just fucking shoot him now. I'll just shoot and, him now. They'll think it's no a stray. Would, no one would blink. Nobody would know. And he doesn't. He shoots back, He, you know, protecting them, basically. Well, protecting mm-hmm. the little girl is what he's really doing. Because he runs yeah. down the stairs to get her. He protects right. her, yeah. Which and somehow is- he doesn't get hit by 40 bullets. Yeah. Well, he's iced tea, dude. Yeah. And then Keisha, when she runs down those same steps, she gets lit up. Literate. Dude, she looks like she's, like, sliding on a dolly. Yeah. Cause she's like, hold, like, hold my beer, and she goes running yeah. down the stairs. <laughs> I liked her character too. Yeah, I, I character at least like was... that. G Money kind of felt her death. He was like, oh no, mm-hmm. you know. He kind of gave he her should. a kiss no. and shit. I was almost like, man, that could have been like a a love interest thing between them or something there. I, yeah, I kind of like wish... brother sister, I guess. Yeah, or at least like, at least like that. Yeah. Yeah, but I just do. I did. I do like moments of the scene. Like I like Appleton shooting, pointing his gun, having that moment at. Wesley, you know, I I like I like the fact that they're going after Wesley, that there's a threat, you know, and that finally his, uh, you know, his actions now that he's at mostly kind of towards his weakest. Here comes the mob. They're going to fucking take you out. But I just don't like that. They just shoot, you know, crazily and nobody gets it. Like, there's no stakes except like you said, nobody gets shot except for the people that are supposed to get shot. Yeah. I never felt the danger. It's cool, but it's scripted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. And that's like, I don't know. There's moments like that in this film where when I'm watching it now and I'm critiquing it, I could see them a little bit more than I did in the 90s when I really loved this film. I still think it's a good film. But so, yeah, Keisha buys it. um, And just the group's falling apart here. The cracks are really showing. Um, The Don calls me. They have that retaliation against the mob. Yeah, well, well. the Don calls him just to rub like salt in the wound, right? To tell him like basically he tells him what's what. And Nino's we not happy. Got to talk about our last character here, uh, Don Armateo. Uh, he's played by amazing. a guy, uh, John. Sorry, one second. No problem. Uh, John Apria, and he, uh, people might know him from The Godfather Two. He played the young Tessio, oh. and he was also the the father of Uncle Jesse's character in Full House. What? Yeah. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, so the Don calls Nino 
he tells Nino off. Nino fucks, tells him fuck off, whatever. Nino's not having it. Next scene is, like you said, a cool motorcycle hit where we get these uh, two people on a bike, black mass. Yep. Uh, they gun down the Don and his men outside, like what looks like an espresso bar. Or something. Right in front of Tony Soprano's no, shop. Here, here's what I'm thinking. So that's Nino who pulls the trigger. Is it? Yes, because the next scene of him having his pookie moment where he's sweating and drinking, the Uzi's behind him on the bed, and he's in all black. Oh, okay. And he's sweating so, like he—he—that was him. He—he he yeah. took offense that he made the kill himself. He got his wow. Hand. Okay, so I. Here's what, because what I here's what I was thinking, and I was completely wrong. If that's the oh case, oh god, Rob's mind. Here we go. Here we go. MCU says, <laughs> how does we, this tie that... into Pujol junkies, Rob? Please tell us. <laughs> no, what I was thinking because we know that uh, uh, that Scotty and Peretti want to, they want to fuck up um, Nino. I thought maybe they were gonna like make a hit on the mob. To make you know, kind of create like mm. this tension between the mob and uh, no. oh, so you thought like, that was you, you thought, thought that, that was, was the cops? That was a straight up black guy in the well, we have a black guy, and you can see two clear black guy, like African Americans, like dark skin. Okay, you well, know, Scotty's I, light skin. I mean, I've only Judd Nelson's just white. What do you expect? I'm sorry, I missed. No, that's missed that's fair, Rob. I did. That's that's crazy. You thought it was the cops? That like never entered my mind at all. Like I just, I knew it was Nino's people. But yeah, this, same this here. watch is the first time that I realized, like, oh shit, that was actually Nino. But now, day. now I understand. Thank because of Heidelberg. Thank you, Heidelberg. Mm, yeah, yeah. That, this is his film. He's introducing it to me, so I'm gonna miss a few details. This is true. This is your first time. I busted your cherry. You you did for this film, yeah. <laughs> Double bubble. Well, I like the fact that I've realized that the, it was him doing the hit though, because he took it. You know, the fucking because the Don called him. You know, after the hit, he just lost you, Keisha. Yeah. And so he's like, fuck this. I'm doing this shit myself. Well, you know? so you're essentially bike. putting We're it going on up. his family. Yep. Yeah. And so like and also at him. his. I just don't think that person. the mob is dumb enough to do a hit like that. And then yeah. call and then rub that shit in your face and be like, hey, let's all have some fucking tea. Hey, we accidentally hit shot. like one of your friends and didn't yeah, kill you. Or... Bro, like they would have been, you know what I mean? I just feel like that's uh, they would have either if Nino hadn't been taken care of yet, either nothing would have been said or they would have popped up once it was all taken care of. Or if it did go wrong and they didn't get him, the Don would have been the fuck out of town. Like, yeah, not just chilling in front of like the espresso bar. Yeah, that location was a little off for me, too, because like they did the storefront like it was supposed to be an espresso bar. But when you see where the bike is, it looks like an industrial road. Like an industrial yeah, that's a, I, it, it looked exactly it looked like, like docks or something from, like that. Uh, the Sopranos to me. Like I thought, I thought I was like, "Oh shit, it's the it's Sopranos." Yeah, because when the bike was going down the street, it was like, "Woke up this." Well, the, uh, Don Armitage was also uh, uh, made a uh, cameo in the Sopranos as well. So, you know, every so Italian guy in any Italian movie has been in fucking the Sopranos. The Sopranos yeah, <laughs> dude, Sopranos is so fucking perfect. <laughs> no, it's perfect. I don't it's love a- the. I don't love the end. I'm one of those guys. Okay. But I, I've been talked into why people do love the ending, yeah. and I understand. But for me, there are moments of the ending that just felt off to me. Uh, but, you know, there's some huge peaks in uh, Sopranos. I got to say, there's some great, there's some really good dream stuff that yeah. um, they've done in Sopranos. But this is not Sopranos. No, we're going to start a Sopranos podcast. We'll be starting that next week. Make sure you guys... Okay, okay. <laughs> Welcome to Sopranos Corner of Cinemigos. <laughs> we're going to call it... Uh, uh the gaba ghouls okay the gaba. i like it i like a couple <laughs> ghouls the gaba ghouls hey yeah. yo tone 
Hey, yo, it's me, Hydroberg. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to episode one of Gobble Goose. Forget about it. <laughs> Forget about it, huh? Anyway. Uh, yeah, but we see Nino here dealing with the stress of oh, everything going on. He's drinking, he's sweating, it's after the hit. And it's, like I said, it's almost the same exact scene that they used when Pookie's spiraling out of control. Yeah, yeah. Kind of funny. Um, and they're about to see, they're about to do a deal with Nino. Um, they figure out, well, how, here's the only way we could think that we could probably get him is we came in as a connection and that's how we got in in the first place. And I used that to get G money kind of split up from Nino. How about we use it to set up a deal and we'll get Nino at the deal and then we can cue him. You know, we could time into that deal at least. And Double bubble. This is, this is that untouchables kind of, uh, you know, tax moment evasion film, yeah. moment. Yeah. The last ditch effort. Uh, and they so we're about to do the deal. Um, right. And so they, they need the hard evidence. So it's, it's this deal's played a little cheesy for my taste as well. Yes, uh, I have moments where I just it doesn't play out as cool as it. Now, Heidelberg, do you when you go onto your drug deals, do you dress like a pimp? I do. I wear long, funky coats. Uh, they both look like they're both attending the player haters ball. <laughs> That's what they both look like. They do look like that. Yo, boy George wears you know, it has dick holes. Your mama's so <laughs> ugly. Ice T really <laughs> would be attending the player haters. Yeah, <laughs> they both look literally like look George like they're about to go in on each other, cutting their underpants. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say something about your bitches, but it looks like you ate them. <laughs> oh man, yeah, they definitely do look. I noticed that too. I'm like, this is just kind of cheesy. Like, why? Why do you have to show up and like you're? You've seen each other before. You've hung out, and now you got to show up in like this grandiose attire and these. This jackets, makes me like, wonder if like did they. Did they like go have get to my move? cane, bitch? Did, yeah. <laughs> did they have to move like the script around a little bit? Like, were they maybe filmed this earlier? It was like the after the club or... moment when they first met, and they're like, Now we got to do the scene. So, I see, like, you know, keeping this jacket on. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. It's just like it feels oh, it's so weird. It's weird. It's that's it funny. I didn't even, I don't know. I didn't even, I, I didn't catch any. It's of just that. like earlier in the film where it's clearly summertime and they're playing basketball and Ice T rolls up in a leather jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah. But yeah, I noticed this too, man. The player hate his ball all day. <laughs> they just there to, to go in on Ashy Larry. Kareem yeah. finally <laughs> recognizes, finally recognizes Appleton as a cop because he finally, Good job, Kareem, down, finally. He finally kneels down over drugs instead of money this time. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> now I know who you are. Uh, the top of your head. I never said Oh, that's 5 Yeah, right away. I, which I don't understand. It's like, are you already, in that moment, I'd just be like, yo, get somebody deal with your crazy fucking crackhead guy back there, bro. I'm, yeah. Like, he no. just runs real quick. Yeah, I don't know, you though. Like, oh, Nino shit, right now, I think up. would, I think if you told him he's 5 I think Nino's going to go off to the, maybe. Well, we already see that Nino is cracking, so he, he's super paranoid, so... Maybe yeah. that does make a little bit of sense, but I like this. This operation gets blown too. Like every time they do anything, it gets fuck, fucked up. Honestly, yeah. maybe he's a good cop, but every time they show us Ice T on a case, that he's shit's fucking getting up. fucked up. <laughs> 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 it's just getting fucked up. Everything was like working great, when, but then when you like put him in the spotlight, he's fucking up. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, yeah. Any real true detective work is just him shit in the bed. <laughs> like, yo, I got the plan. I got the witness, the eyewitness. Oh, by the way, your eyewitness just choked on a piece of fucking chicken. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I just cooked him that chicken. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's funny. I just noticed that. Um, but yeah, his cover's blown. 
Nino's uh, Nino kills his one cop like he's in the movie Predator, hanging upside down. Yeah, so, yeah, dude. yeah, walking around like it's a fucking horror movie. He's yeah. like looking left and right with his gun in the air, like he's paranoid. There's like mist in the background, like machine, you know, because they, they're supposed to be in like a factory. So right, like, right. you stole this right Smoke. off of my notes. I I said the same fucking thing. Nino's like, hanging upside predator. down and slits this guy's throat. It's a little far fetched for me. I'll be honest. There's all blue and red lighting too to like permeate the through the mist, like to light uh, Ice T's face. But like as a cop, Ice T's moving around like very like he's not checking his corners. He's not like, I mean, I know you're a street cop, but I feel like you would have some of that tactical I don't training. Know. He's just yeah. sort of running around. I think this, this is whole where, scene like, goes this, like crazy. This goes to him being a, a raw actor. Yeah, or a street cop. Maybe they're just kind of showing that like. He's not as seasoned. Uh, it's trained, you know, because he's just like Possible. getting it done. Like, uh, yeah. So <laughs> the scene just is kind of bombastic too. There's all this. <laughs> then the next scene is <laughs> after Nino hangs upside down and kills the one cop. Then he takes his hat and jacket <laughs> and like lays in ambush and then kills the Asian cop Park. Park walks ah, over some ow, wet uh, blood. Ah, ow! He walks over wet blood and then. Obviously, it's blood, but then he's got to kneel down and put his finger in it. And like, yeah, oh, yeah it's definitely blood. It's not fucking motor oil, but I mean, what do you think? It's machine oil or something from the factory? Yeah. Like, this is fresh blood. And then the, the the body that he's about to investigate is right in front of him, clearly, too, on the ground. And then, Rob, you killed it. Uh, yeah, he goes, uh, ow, or something like that. Right? He gets stabbed, right? Like, it really hurts. So stupid. <laughs> but Nino guts him. Oh, yeah, he fucks him up. Yeah. And then it's like Nino's just fucking badass all of a sudden. I'm like, was Nino a veteran too? Like, was he special forces? Must maybe. The way he's like all of a sudden, yeah, just like taking motherfuckers out like effortlessly too. <laughs> Bro, he's a sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> like Michael man. Myers. He's just, yeah, he's a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have some fun tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dude, Peretti struggles with uh, the da 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 man. Yeah, da 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 man. The da da man, man. The da da man, man. I'm having, I'm struggling. Okay, just like Peretti was. Uh, Scotty blasts him in the back though with the Desert Eagle. I think that might have went through him into yeah. Peretti. Yeah, it was. It would blow your head clean off right off. Yeah. So poor Magnum. We'll do you. Can I shoot only six or only five? The or Desert only Eagle, Magnum. Six shots are only five. But yeah, he's and but Dada is not dead. He's not the da da da. No, <laughs> he like fall. Okay, he falls from like a twenty foot. He gets shot in the back like four times. He gets he fucked up enough off. that he could have been RoboCop after this. Like, dude, he <laughs> fell down off this thing like from like twenty five feet off the fucking ground. Slams his head on the the concrete, yeah. and he's still alive. He goes for his gun. And, and Which is fucking... why you kick the gun away, guys. Yeah, you oh, gotta kick, the, kick gun the gun away. away. I've never yeah. seen RoboCop. What? What? Yeah, no. What? Get the fuck out of here. Mm-mm. What? It's going on my list. That's going on the fucking list. Jesus yeah. Christ, John. I, I love this why we're doing this. This yeah. is why <laughs> the cinema goes as a thing. I don't care if we only get eight listens each episode. The fact that I'm making you guys watch movies like New Jack City and RoboCop. I can't this believe you've never about. seen RoboCop. Oh my! Oh, we got to cover RoboCop. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Fuck yeah! Fucking 
a bomb ass. Oh, he just made my day. He just gave me, and I have I have the special uh, Vestrion uh, version or Arrow oh, nice. or whatever, like the one that they put out the Steelbook. It's nice. nice. It's got the director's cut. We got to watch the director's cut, not that. Okay. Director. Yeah. Will do. Cut. Okay. Back to New Jack City. We're on, we're on the home stretch here, guys. Let's bring it home. Scotty's fucking covers blown. Da da da. Has to get shot again by Peretti. Peretti, who has to scream so this guy's been shot no! like twenty times. No. <laughs> yeah, he shoots him like three squibs in the back. Desert Eagle yeah. squibs. He's got no organs at this point. He yeah. falls. Then he gets. He tries to grab his gun, and then he gets shot like three more times in the chest. Yeah. And, then and he he, goes, he's still the... shooting his like Mac. Yeah. He shoots. It's like a little baby Uzi. He shoots that thing in the air. Yeah. And that thing doesn't shoot anybody either. No. <laughs> he was spraying <laughs> that thing everywhere. Nino and G finally have words after this. I guess because Nino snuck his way out of there like a navy seal mm-hmm. yeah and uh nino calls g uh he calls him out on you know he calls his no- he has his number basically on you know he knows hey, you've been using and this that i know you tried to do side deal uh they discuss how everything's kind of come and gone to shit and he's talking about dick yeah and he's talking about how like we could rebuild like the- we can go back to what it was you know yeah I mean? and there's tears are streaming down nino's face at this point right because classic knows- meme yeah, you know what he's gonna do at this point, right? I didn't what know this. Was, I didn't know that meme was from New Jack City. Well, there's that. There's a Jordan one of him mm-hmm. crying that people use. But yeah, um, I like this scene. I don't know if it hits as much, like as hard as it could. Could probably hit harder. So, from what I understand, so they were drawn. <clears throat> like, so, so Wesley and G Money, like they they <clears throat> were, they tried to work on this beforehand and. And they couldn't quite rehearsing? get it. Rehearsing. <laughs> Thank you. I couldn't, I couldn't fucking think of the word. But what they were trying to do is they, uh, they were trying to draw upon like Greek tragedy and like the warrior's code. Because this isn't like where Nino is so mad that he just wants to like fuck G-Money up. This is, it's, this is his brother. Yeah. And he knows that it, it can never go back to the way it was because they are, they're being hunted now. Yeah. yeah it's business. on the run. Yeah, and he also doesn't want to leave his brother to the wolves or what he thinks are the wolves, which are the cops. He doesn't want him to go through that. So this is like, I I don't want to kill him, but I have to do it. And that's where the tears are coming from. It, this is this is not something that Nino wants to do. Yeah, and I think I, his tears are genuine for sure. It, oh He's yeah, this is friend. this is a this is a rough scene, and but this yeah. is but this is the natural direction that this movie is going to go because this is an anti-drug movie like this is the breakdown of the empire of evil yeah. almost nobody ever has like the retirement plan or whatever like no there, there's no retirement either get locked 401k up, addict, always runs die. out Early, yeah exactly and then uh, you even see like what you say with the greek tragedy where like g money just go he goes down once once um what's his name pulls the gun yeah he knows yeah point, like cmp Yo, yeah. am I my brother's keeper? Yeah, like you're gonna do this to me, man. All right, you know I'm not gonna. He doesn't plead for his life necessarily, or no, like. No, but he, he's trying to. But what he's Price doing is, it. you know, this is Reach it's, yeah, CMB, his best friend. For, yeah. you know, it's us for life, best friends for life. You know, yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Am I my brother's keeper? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. There's the moment where he hesitates. You see, he, yeah, he likes, does hesitate, and then he brings he draws the gun up again. Yeah, and that's where. uh G knows, like, all right, <clears throat> he's just gonna face the music, yeah, and then Nino kills him. I don't love the, uh, I like the scene. I don't love the gunshot though, like him it's drawing, weird. like, yeah, yeah, 
It's like, ah, it's again. Like, ow. Ouch. Ow, you <laughs> shot me in the head. Yeah. Ow, I'm going to die now. <laughs> Just yeah. like when Mark dies. Yeah. There's a moment in a uh, Friday the 13th movie that everybody knows. It's like the third one or whatever. There's a movie, I, or the fourth one. There's a moment where this character gets killed. And as he's Jason's killing him, he's like, he's killing me. (laughs) (laughs) It's just hilarious. It just reminded (laughs) me of this scene. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. uh, So he's had to kill his brothers. It's like, that's it. That's the last member of the uh, Cash Money Bros. Yeah. B is it. He kills his best friend and Nino's on the run. Except for for, uh, uh, Uniqua. Uniqua is still alive. She's not a member of them. Yeah, well, but, but she's she still was... around, and she defends Nino later on. Well, yeah, she's his bitch, like his. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't mean that in the in the worst term. I just mean that's that's what she is to him, you know. Right, right. Um, Heidelberg, you know, Heidelberg advocates for bitches. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I'm not trying to like speak like that, but um, no, I that know, is I know what she mean. is to him. You know? Right, in the film, and that's exactly right. That's what to yeah. him, and that's why she definitely wasn't no fucking member. It was that was his fucking sex toy. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm I'm fucking with you, Berg. I yeah, yeah. I know and that's why he took her with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. When he goes right. on the run, basically. Exactly. But that's she's she's essentially the only thing left. Of yeah, he's not with Selena anymore. Actually, Selena's another man the dead. Yeah. Uh, Keisha dead. Yeah, I do like when he breaks that down for G too. Like they're go, they're all, everybody's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The the whole family, everything, all the bricks that we built, this empire, it's all crumbling. That's it. Yeah. We gotta go, and you gotta go too. Uh, Scotty and Peretti, they find out where he's hiding though, uh, from some street kids. I yeah. like that moment where they catch that one kid, and he's a little reluctant, but then he's like, "Yeah, fucking kill Nino, man." Yeah. He deserves. Yeah, he's right there. Like, he fucking there. beat this kid that I know up and and lit him on fire, like just for yeah. shorting him five dollars. Like, fuck this dude. Nino's gone too far. So they straight up raid his fucking place, like go in for a kill almost. You know what I mean? It feels like oh, not to sure. arrest. Yeah, they're, they are because I think they're planning on killing him. Like what's his name sneaks in and then blows it just by shooting his gun without a sound. <laughs> yeah. I know, but, um, but I like that. I like fucking ice. tea just flies through the window. With one of the bodyguards like dead, I guess. Or yeah. Out. And Nino blasts him like he uses him as human cover. Yeah. Oh, it's great. And yeah, that's that's when you said um, um, what's her name? Yaniqua, um, like kicks the gun out of Scotty's hand and kind of defends. And he just cold cocks her right yeah, he in the does. face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> it's a Clint Eastwood moment for Ice. I was I just gonna say that. You know, I knew you were gonna tie it in somehow to like Fistful of Dollars <laughs> or Diamonds Are Forever, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on, damn, we got too many movies where women are getting hit. Smacked up by the main character. I can't, did Vanishing Point have any women getting punched? No. You sure? I don't think no, so. Sure. Naked women on motorcycles. There's just titties flopping around and Vanishing yeah, Point. Yeah, yeah, on the motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. So we get, uh, we see Scotty and Nino. They brawl at this point. Uh, and Scotty whips his ass. Dude, it's great. Because Scotty's pissed. Yeah. This is oh, it. Yeah. Scotty's oh, like, this like, is like, it. I'm not playing by the, the rules anymore. I mean, this is that, you know, later on, it, I don't know if Civil War took anything off of this, but it's like, this oh, is... my God, John, <laughs> John, you're right. He killed my mom. You know, it's like that's kind of the that, it's that Tony Stark moment that he just fucking lays into this fucker. I mean, yeah, I get it. I, I think you're reaching so far. <laughs> so crazy. Oh, uh, God. Maybe. I don't know. I gotta, I'm going to ask the Russo brothers. 
I'm uh, playing into a bit, all right? Just yeah, we know. <laughs> I don't know if you are anymore. I can't tell. Was a bit in reality blur? Um, so Ice T's, yeah, he beats the shit out of him, knocks him off the fucking fire escape. The neighborhood's watching, and they want him dead up. too. The neighborhood, yeah, everybody's like, "Fuck that dead. dude, kick his ass, kill him." They knock him into the garbage, and there's a moment where Nino does like squeal too, where I was like, "Oh, it kind of reminds me of Night of the Hunter or Scorpio." Yeah, yeah, a little bit, but he's not as bad. There's a moment where he does it, but then he talks shit again. Like, I'll be out in a couple of days. But yeah, there's, there's a couple of moments where he's like, ah! Um, and I just love this line. Ice-T says, this is, uh, this isn't business. This is personal. This is personal. And then he's like, he gets the gun from his partner, like takes the gun from Peretti, right? And he's just like, I want to shoot you so bad. My dick's hard. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, I intense, love that. Bro. I love that line. <laughs> Super intense. And Stone that- shows up and he's like, talks him down. He's like, come on, man. Yep, and Selena's there, and Selena's like, uh, she says, I'll testify, even if it no means matter my what. Life, I'll testify. It's awesome. Like, don't do it. And that shows to her character, too, because, you know, I mean, she's been beat down this entire movie, and yeah. she's like, fuck Nina. And she was one of them. Yeah. She's not innocent. No, no? she's not. And she's, she's willing to, like, take whatever heat she needs to take to yeah. make sure that this guy goes down. Yeah. Uh, someone even says, give me the gun, man, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that might have been the old man. <laughs> so I have a critique. I, I kind of prefer I I think the old man should have shown up here. Yes. Once they had him in cuffs, when what's his when Appleton couldn't do it and he does it. And I that's agree. It, the end. I don't really to be honest, the court scene, I get what they're going for with this court scene. You know, the people testify against Nino, Nino breaks it down, how drugs and the gun business work and their big business, and this is America basically, which he's right. Yeah, I mean, in the end, it's probably closer to a story than other than than that than that would be. You know what I mean? I mean, how often you know does that person just skate by? You know, with in a situation where someone like that should be have the the entire fucking book thrown at them. You know what I mean? They they get get off with something. Yeah, and we get that moment where it's like a little bit of a twist where he admits to being a member. Where you're like, why would he do that? And then he blames. Well, this, this is that like uh, um, <clears throat> dark night moment too, like where you have yeah. you know they're they're trying to get the mob, but it's like oh, I was just a uh, you know you know th- if he was the brains of the organization, you know I don't know anything. And yeah, I don't know anything. One of those moments. Yeah. So and then <laughs> Kareem's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I'll be honest, though, I don't I don't love this court moment. Um, this like Perry Mason moment yeah. that they have here. Like, yeah, I get what it's showing us. It's showing us that even when we get the guy, sometimes they still get away. Yep, which and, is true. It which does happen. You know, you right. play it by the book, uh-huh. and this is what happens. And it's not justifying what happens next either, but it's no. saying that this is a ramification. This happens as well. Sometimes people take vigilante justice. You know, you drive people so far, and you take and you take and you drive them. Eventually, mm-hmm. they're gonna lash out at you. Um, I do like the shooting scene. Like it's shot really cool. I like the. I think it's well done. It plays out really cool. Um, I just think the placement would have been better if he got shot in the hood, um, like yeah, right yeah. there. I think that would have just ended. Like, there's just a moment where we get this extra moment here, kind of like what I thought with Dirty Harry too. We get just like this a little extra tacked on that kind of felt like it didn't add or doesn't necessarily take away either. But um, I do like the shooting scene though, the way it's like played out in slow mo, and we get mm-hmm. to see the the squib go off right in his chest and. The realization of him being like knowing that he was just shot and then he falls over the ledge and he's yep, doing yeah. it with uh, the old man's the one that does it. And he yells out, um, idolater, idolater, your soul is, is required in hell. Right. Did I say it right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Which uh, means that, like, like, you know, that he calls all his acolytes that they're all idolaters, that you're worshiping yeah, God. Exactly. Anybody like you're fact. worshiping somebody other than the true God. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, you know, there's a lot of these like films that do have that, like, where justice is not really served. There's so many of those films, you know, Primal Fear, mm-hmm. uh, just. And this is, uh, you know, the 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 Shaft remake does have that, too. It has the same same type of moment that uh, plays in like the 2000 yeah. remake where, you know, like they they try to do everything by the book and it just doesn't work. Yeah. And it's in which is it's true that that does happen. It's fucked up. And you have one citizen who has tried to do everything the right way. And all of a sudden, it's like you—you you just I can't take it anymore. This person, yeah. and now he's going to be, one... you know, prosecuted as if he's the bad guy. But it's really right. he was just doing what he thought was right. He needed yeah, this and... piece of shit taken off the street because you know he was sitting in the courtroom too. He was like, "This yeah. motherfucker is going to walk in a year after every all the damage he's done to the community. Like people are dead. Like hundreds of people are dead because of this asshole. Fuck that." And uh, yeah, like he said, he's responsible for his committing genocide on his own man. Yeah. Well, and this is what we talk about too, and like the Watchmen. Yeah, bro. It's like where our Watchmen episode, because that's you know the idea of like you know the the vigilante idea mm-hmm. uh, in any superhero film. Essentially, is it's a the idea of vigilantism. Like, is it okay for you know in the like let's say like Batman? You know, like a, a normal citizen who is just tired of crime. Who mm-hmm. takes matters into his own hands, and that—that's that idea. And there's people that really do have that. Yeah. That this ties in good to like you know reality. It's not like based on like, you know, like you said, Batman or whatever. But obviously, those are themes that we see played in other stories. Yeah. Well, it's like well, uh, I, I, I know in the, with the, the Watchmen, there there's a uh, on like the Blu-ray there is there was a side thing talking about vigilantism, and there there's people with yeah. Oh, have, we've seen it in history. Yeah, who have done who have Robespierre like, like groups. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just tired of the crime because the the cops either won't or can't do anything. Oh, there, you know, we've seen. There's plenty of victims where after a court appearance and and like the the court thing doesn't go, trial doesn't go right. You know, yeah, like I mean, the victim's like, father lashes out, either hits the guy or you know has assassinated them, like shot people in a courtroom or mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Tensions run high in these kind of cases, you know, with these kind of things. And obviously, yeah, this old man just he had enough. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish that we didn't see him pull the gun the first time then. Oh, yeah, I kinda wish gotcha. this was the time. I don't the know. The one time. Like, like, just like, does I, it I, once. I, I like the confrontation, but maybe not pulling yeah. the gun. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Because I didn't. I forgot about that, too. I was like, oh, shit, he pulls a gun out already. I don't know. I mean, you, it, you then need again, the it's confrontation just, there for sure, though, because that's the like that's. Yeah an important part for sure but he talked yeah. to the cops yeah. and was angry with the cops then we see him again with confronting uh, nino confronting mm-hmm. nino mm-hmm. and then it's like well okay no one's doing anything so right. i gotta do something yep yeah. after the trial that's it and i and think that would be luger did you see that more shocking i think that would be even more of a shocking ending yeah exactly because you wouldn't see it coming as much like yeah you know that he wants to kill him earlier so and so he uses like a luger too which i I'm thinking he got from when he was uh, World a World War II. He's a veteran, yeah. Probably yeah. got that off a of Nazi. The Nazis. And he used it to kill fucking Nino Brown. 
Yeah. That shot, too, was like, blam. It was good Foley I mean, work. Right like, in the fucking Right in chest. the chest. It's it's hits. And because Nino's, like, at that moment, talking shit to, like, reporters and, like, yeah, he's like, like, oh, no, the and then he meets America eyes with the old man for a split yeah, second. It's like, yeah. The realization on his face of, like, oh, shit. I'm dead. And then he falls to his death, yeah. And Nino falls to his death. Stone grabs the old man because he's right behind him. Yeah. Peretti smiles in slow-mo. And Scotty puts his shades on and walks away. Yeah. And that's it. Do the love of the love Steve. of money song by Queen Latifah. Just yeah, which is also like a, a, a remix of uh was it uh, was it the Pink Floyd song? Uh or is it uh is it Pink Floyd or is it um who's the uh the band I'm Oh money. Money. Yeah. That's Pink Floyd, yeah. Yeah, they use that. They sample that for this song. Yeah, I mean it's still it's still really good the the, yeah. the remix. I, I'm it's the song they... that opened the film too. Yeah, and so... that's where the uh, the love of the, where the uh, the city acapella part is from. Yeah, too. I, 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 from I, that. They... I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. And then we have that little like you know quip about like you know there's there's many Nino Browns and we pan out of the city too like we did when we went yeah. into it. Yeah, right. and it says that this is not about any one particular person, but that there are people like this everywhere, basically. Exactly. Yeah. And that unless if you know if we just sit back and and let it happen, then you're gonna have like stuff like this, like genocide and you know, out, you know like epidemics, and you have to stand up to these people. You have to like take a stand. Yeah, drugs, absolutely. This sort of thing. Um, it's funny too. After this movie was over, Amazon uh, recommended King of New York, which I was like, oh, that's yes. a perfect pairing. <laughs> yeah, honestly. yeah, that goes well. We've all seen that film, right? King I have not. Oh, no. I've seen King of New York now. Okay, maybe it might be on my list already. I know G-Baby covered it. I think that's probably why I haven't put it on my list. But yeah, if you want to you want to throw it on there, Heidelberg, I haven't seen it, so. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's a good film. Um, Yeah, so uh, that's that's New Jack City. Yeah, well, it, uh, since we're, we're done talking about it, Heidelberg, this is your film. Would you like to review it? Yeah. I'll give you my thoughts. Um, should we? Uh, should we explain? Oh yeah, let's break down the. Uh, we'll break down the uh, rating system. I got you here. Um, so our rating system is a little different than uh, what you might be used to. It's kind of like a five point scale. Um, we go from uh, from worst to uh, best here. Never ever watch this shit. Watch the trailer. Rent it. Buy it. An instant classic being our highest rating. And if you really want to go up above and beyond. The pool hall junkies, junkies. yeah. Just yeah. above anything else above that is just pool hall junkie level, top tier. <laughs> I already knew the joke you were about to tell. Yeah. I would have told that joke. <laughs> nice. And we can do slashes. Yes, we can. We can go like in between. Yeah. So, with that said, uh, there's a grittiness to this film that I just really enjoyed. Um, I think it does for the most part. There's some silly moments uh, that I'll critique on, but I do think for the most part it, it nails that like city vibe. You know, uh, cop, uh, like gritty, just drug dealer sort of um, vibe you would get from this time, this era. I think it nails the uh, the the time that it's taking place in pretty well. Um, I it you know it emulated some gangster films. Obviously, you can kind of see that the inspiration uh, on his sleeve, you know, uh, Van Peoples. But I think it brought something new to the table as well. So it's not just like aping these films. Um, it does it obviously, but I think. For the most part, it works. You, you like you understand why he's um kind of homaging these films because that's he wanted to make his version of you know that that gangster film, um and deal with this 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 topic that was very um important to him at the moment. You know, in ninety one, 
drugs were hard. They still are, but they, you know, these type of drugs were horrible and um, just crippling, crippling neighborhoods, destroying the families and everything. Uh, the film soundtrack, fantastic. Like we've mentioned, just fits perfectly for the the theme. Um, that inner city vibe. The soundtrack just like knocks. I love it. Um, I like the cast that it's buried. I think they all like we have some women in here putting in the work. Uh, Keisha, great character, not afraid to get her hands dirty and blow a dude's uh, Rastafari's brains out in mid daylight. Yeah, rock a bye, baby. Uh, we get um, by his ass. We get Nino's girl too. Selena, I thought was a pretty decent character. Um, I kind of w- wonder what it would be like maybe if they threw a female officer in too, like um in the ragtag group yeah we only get the, kinda... the the prosecutor we don't really yeah. get the uh yeah the, and we didn't know her she's like introduced late yeah. yeah maybe show the prosecutor late. helping that would have helped beef up the investigation parts to show yeah. the prosecutor lady getting involved earlier and she's like yeah, i want to i want i want to help with this because i'm from this neighborhood or whatever like originally yeah like, yeah i really want to help with this you know and then she's helping out with like investigation like you can't do that how am i going to build a case around that you know that that kind of stuff like you stole those floppy disks you can't do that because we didn't even touch on that that like they just stole evidence (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. yeah, exactly um but yeah yeah i think for the most part like some of the female characters pretty cool um but they definitely could have been fleshed out or that would have been interesting if they added another one uh i think there's some really good acting though outstanding in some parts uh ice teas pretty great you know, first time, Chris Rock, good. You know, yeah. uh, like really good as Pookie. One of his, like the one role that he's super known for yeah. is being Pookie. Um, Judd Nelson, not bad. I think he could have been better. I don't know if it was him, the script or what he was given. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Character just wasn't. I think he did like his job. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't dislike it. I just think it could have been better. Or his character maybe is more what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Snipes though, Snipes commands his character. Every scene he's in, commands it. He chews the fucking scenery in every scene, much like De Niro in The Untouchables. Yep, much like De Niro. I noticed. Nino Brown is one of the best cinematic villains, in my opinion. Though I think he's great. I think it's a testament to uh, Snipes as an actor that he's he's held uh, two of the best villains I think in cinematic history between this and um, Simon Phoenix. Simon Phoenix, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Blade being an anti-hero is not quite a villain. But uh, Simon Phoenix is also, like, if you haven't seen Demolition Man... I fucking like, love yeah, Demolition see that Man. Movie. So good. Is this the part where you say you haven't seen it, John? No, I I, I don't know if I've seen it all in one sitting. I'm right, familiar with Demolition okay. Man. I've seen... I, yeah, so I'm going to go with yes. Okay. So I do have some cons here, guys. Uh, some of the stuff with Pookie feels a little sappy at times and underdeveloped. As well as highly unlikely to happen. And so, yes. I don't know. But I, I mean, I get John kind of opened my eyes too when you mentioned like, well, this is what a sponsor would do. Okay, I can get behind that then more. Because like sponsors do, they will open their arms too. They will open their houses or like answer the phone at fucking 3 a.m. or so. Right. So I kind of get, I think the movie just kind of rushes it on me. And I'm just sort of sure, like, sure. like, I see. There's a lot of rushing. Like, in this in, movie. Yeah, there is rushing. And it's only an hour and 40 minutes. I think we could have developed some things a little bit better. But you said it's it's Van People's first film, low budget, got to get it done, move, move, move to the next scene. So I think for the most part, I mean, he tackles everything and we get the broad strokes are there. It's what we need for this film to work. So uh, but yeah, it's a little bit of a of a gripe for me. 
felt underdeveloped. There's some moments too, the dialogue acting, just uh, the setup of a scene or two just feel a little rough or amateurish. Um, you know, where you in thought you thought it was gonna be cool, like the the factory scene, the blue and red lighting with the Nino hanging upside down. Like, yeah, any in a movie where this is what that guy does, that's cool. But that's not what you have set up with Nino. Yeah, he's capable, but he doesn't need to hang upside down. I think that's something you would want to see with like Simon Phoenix. Not yeah, I wouldn't see him being like, oh, you know what I'll do? I'll climb this pipe right now and then hang upside down and wait. And just if someone comes, I don't know. Doesn't sound like what he would have done. Uh, I think also like this is people's first film. So like it's a big film for him and shit happened. So I do think like I, I, I'll cut him some slack too for some of those moments but i think there are aspects of this movie could have been a little tighter and um you wouldn't be able to poke as many holes in some of the, the things that we're critiquing there's some parts that just feel a little cheesy over time too uh the deal gone wrong at the end comes to mind that the you know we said the pimp meeting player hates ball it's fun to laugh at in this you know episode but as a scene that's supposed to play serious with everything on the line at that moment it should have been not i don't know Pimp yeah, coats, leave them in the car, guys. You don't need the pimp coat. Leave it in the car. And the hat, too, while we're at it. Uh, and I just could have done without the court part. I get what it's going for, but it just feels like Nino getting shot after the beatdown would have just been a great ending to me. I think that would have still been poetic justice. We know the old man's going to get tied up. The cops grab him after that. You know what I mean? He's in the neighborhood already. Then you could have used... Uh, you, you cut out all the... The court Nino thing. says I'm gonna be out in three days. Like we already know that's a that's a reality. We do know yeah. that's gonna happen. And, and it's like, but what you do is you cut out all the courtroom scene, which is another like 15, 20 minutes of the film, and you yeah. can flush out some other things yep. in the yep. movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I do think that's a little bit of a of a misstep for the film. But it's some street um, justice. Yeah. So with all that said, uh my my reviews changed a little bit. Um I think with all that said, I'm going to give New Jack City, I'm going to give it a rent it slash buy it. I think I could see doing either. If you haven't seen it, give it a rent. I could see it. I could see buying it, though, uh, and putting it on your shelf because it's a, it's there. I could also see someone just saying it's a classic, you know, uh, as far as like the hood movies go too, especially like a classic in that sense of these, these 90s, late 80s, 90s films. Um, yeah, but so that's where I sit. Uh, John, what about you? Well, Berg, thanks for asking. Uh, yeah, I th- I think uh, a lot of what you what you talked on is is very important to note. The a lot of fantastic lines in the movie, a lot of quotable. You know, I I always know how much I I love a movie by when you walk away and there's just like so many quotes that you're ready to inject into your real life when you're walking around. You know what I mean? Messing yeah, with people. Call actually. So so it's it's uh, it has that uh aspect um that's a good gangster story i think i i I love the tale i love the the idea behind it of like this is you know a a call to action so to speak you know Mm -hmm. like uh i i think that's important um i really i really enjoyed you know pretty much all of it there there really wasn't like it, it it's funny like and you got you know some of the negatives that you talk about it's like here after hearing you talk about it it's like oh word yeah but what while I was watching it live, I don't I don't ever really remember like catching that and or or having that thought process. Um, uh, Chris Rock was awesome. Wesley Snipes, awesome. The Dutta Man, perfect. Like, it was just it, it just a lot of really good characters. 
Um, probably could have uh, could have done with a. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to how to phrase it, but just some of those montages seemed a little a little off. I guess is what I'll say. Um, great film. So with with all that being said, I think I'm I'm pretty much right in line with uh with what you said, Berg. I I I'm, I I had changed mine as well. Initially, I was gonna go with a uh rent it. But I think after after everything we've discussed and, and kind of hearing hearing everything out, I I totally agree with what you said. This could I could totally see this being somebody's buy it. Mm-hmm. Um and I could see also, you know, myself potentially buying it. So it's a slash. For me, it's a rent it slash buy it. Nice. I actually had it at a buy it, just straight up, like solid buy it. Because yeah. I do like it. But and yeah, then I think I benefit as have being like you're watching it the first time, and that's why you're like, oh, the things you mentioned, I noticed now that you mentioned them, but I didn't notice right. them the first time, because the first time you're just watching the film, you know Right, I mean? right. A little bit, and then I'm noticing now that, like, it doesn't hold up as much in my as it did in my mind, as, like, this is, like, oh, this is an awesome movie, you gotta watch New Jack City, New Jack City which I stand by. I re- highly recommend this film, but I noticed now that there are some cracks in, you know, the formula and everything like that. And Totally. But I still gotta give props for you know first time filmmaking first time acting for some of these people like yeah it really came together you know like really really what about you rob well i'm glad that you asked uh i i think that this is one of you know one of the great directorial debuts that's out there uh you know mario van peebles kind of just coming off uh coming right out of the gate has uh, is you know gets like gets the right actors has a really decent script and has a great vision. Like when you, uh, there's a documentary that I watched on this film of, you know, the, the road to new Jack city. And the guy has a vision of like what he was trying to do. And I think he accomplished the majority of that vision. And some of the stuff that like the, you know, you and uh, John, you and Berg talked about where, you know, I think uh, there's a few scenes that are just, they don't quite fit. It, mm-hmm. it's, they, they don't quite work out. Maybe they're a little, not that they're a bad scene, but they're a little, they, they're played a little bit more silly. That's the thing that I don't necessarily care for in the film. But yeah, the, I, I have no problem with the acting because everyone's kind of, you know, that this is either their film debut or like their second film or they're, you know, they were uh, an extra and now they're, they're more of like a, you know, kind of like one of the main guys in the film. So the film is, it's not a problem with the acting. It's not a problem with like uh, the direction. Uh, maybe it's just like the could have been, you know, maybe fleshed out a little bit more. And I know they there was a lot of times where they had to, you know, they lost locations or they lost something that they were going to try to do. And so maybe some of those scenes that didn't quite work, maybe those were scenes that like, well, fuck, we have to come up with a solution. Here's our solution on the fly that we had to create. Yeah, uh, I like I said the the Thanksgiving uh, turkey scene. That was one that they had to like change up on the fly. So there, there maybe some of those scenes that we're talking about that are just fucking wacky as hell. That maybe it was something that they had to change on the fly, and they had an, they're utilizing whatever the original vision was, and they're putting in this other like part of the film that doesn't quite work. We just don't know. Uh, but with all that said, you know, actually, I was I also was at a buy it, but I I think now I'm 
probably more a rented slash buy it. And this is an iconic film. My God, there's fucking memes of this film all mm. over the place, especially that rooftop scene of uh, Snipes, mm. Wesley Snipes crying, you know, as he's about to yeah. shoot G, G Money. And the the chant, am I my brother's keeper? Uh, yeah. Yes. But it, it, like I said, there. this is a film I'm, I personally am going to buy this film because I think it's really good. I like this film. I like the vision. I, I mean, this is uh, Mario Van Peebles is doing Tarantino before Tarantino does it because he is mixing in all these different types <laughs> of films, but maybe not necessarily at like the level that Tarantino eventually does do it with like movies like Pulp Fiction and Reservoir mm-hmm. Dogs and uh, Kill Bill. But I would have, I really would have loved to have seen like this guy have give be given like more high budget chances to do something uh with certain visions uh or being allowed to maybe do some things because this was a very six financially successful film and of uh of all the films that came out in 91 this is one of the most successful i mean silence of the lambs kind of blew blew everything out of the water but like this is over the course of time has become an iconic film that people still remember 30 years later, 30 plus years later. So there, there's something to be said for that. And it just, I, I feel like that Mario Van Peebles should have been given more of a mainstream chance to show his vision for films, you know, yeah. but it didn't quite happen. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I, it, it's a rented slash buy it for me. Awesome. So, so we're I all the same. We're all kind of, kind of the same here, but we came to different ways. Yeah, and we didn't all start the same. Definitely. No, no, we did not. I changed my score. Me too. Me too. Based on my critiques and this conversation, kind of last minute, I was kind of like, eh, just, uh, you know, I gotta might have to bump it down a little bit. Yeah, same here. But I still here. think it's good. So you know. Yeah. Ah, so um, that's our review of New Jack City. Uh, next week uh is John's pick, right, John? What do you yeah, got boy. What are we will... doing? What are we doing? Uh, well, we will be covering uh, a little film that uh, I watched as a kid with my mother often, uh, called Mortal Thoughts. A uh, lot of names in there. Once we get into it, I think you guys are gonna we're gonna go. Oh shit! I had oh, never heard of it. Oh actually. shit! It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna sh- it's a lot of names in there. I think you guys are gonna be like, holy fuck! So wow. Uh, very similar to uh, actually co- how Copland was for me when I watched Copland. I was like, good oh, lord. How- Fuck did I not know this movie at <laughs> all? With all <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but it's good. I like it. I think you guys are gonna like it, and um, it's gonna be a real dope time. Good. I look forward to it. Hmm. Absolutely. Right. I haven't seen it, so um, and it's from the same year. Is this? Yeah, ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah. All right. We actually have a theme with these next uh three picks that were not intentional. We're doing the ninety one. We're doing the ninety one. Yeah, trilogy. <laughs> This is like a, a you know a trilogy that nobody really speaks about. It's New Jack City, Mortal Thoughts, and then whatever Rob's got. Playing Ricochet. With. Ricochet, <laughs> yeah. Ricochet in this movie could be in the same universe for sure. Oh well, well. Uh, speaking of uh, same universes, we're going to talk about that because okay, cool. Ricochet has a universe that it's in. Oh, got you. And then they probably definitely that's where the MCU got their idea. Of course, <laughs> right. well, they got it after Pool Hall Junkies. <laughs> Obviously, it's that, and that you know, it, you know. Anyway, it goes down the line. Um, so if, um, if the listeners wanted to like, John, if they wanted to like check you out, uh, outside of Cinemigos, where would they find you? 
Yeah, so I stream NES games. That stands for Nintendo Entertainment System, the original Nintendo, regular Nintendo, it was called. Uh, mm. A console of many names with many games. Uh, I love it. It's a great time. Twitch.tv slash Kinetic Onslaught, O-N-S-L-O-T. Uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Come on by. Uh, we talk about everything. We talk about games, movies. Every now and then I talk about Cinemigos. We just, uh, we have a good old time. You need Did to you up your Final numbers. Ass? I no, I think we got one more string. It's funny because, you know what, we talk about this. I actually had this thought today. And it's like, it. by the time people hear this, like, I'm going to be so many games past Final Fantasy 3. That's true, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, it's, it's, it's funny to talk about it. Uh but also scary because there's a chance maybe I'll still be playing Final Fantasy three when this they is hit true us. also. So uh, <laughs> I'm very terrified. You know, with yeah. those RPGs, you never know, man. Fucking A right, you don't. Yeah, you really don't. <laughs> and Rob, if the listeners wanted to uh, catch you outside of Cinemigos, where could they find you? Well, if you want to reach me, uh, I have another podcast uh, where. I also, oh, I talk about many things, not just movies, but we, we talk about uh, esoteric ideas, thought exercises, uh, whatever interest, you know, my co-host Andy and I on Circle of Jerks. You can find us on YouTube. Uh, you can reach us on Instagram, Circle of Jerks Podcast, or uh, on uh, X, you can reach us at Podcast COJ. And if you want to reach out to me personally, I'm also on X at Robo Rice. Uh, Heidelberg, you have another project as well, right? Like I, uh, I think. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you for asking. Uh, I do. I have a uh, another podcast actually. It's called uh, Cut Above Horror Review. Um, it's a uh, it's, uh, John, Jacqueline, and myself. Uh, we uh, host a show similar to this where we pick a movie each week. We take turns and uh, we rate and review horror films. It's a blast. Um, we have like 130 episodes. 130th episode actually just had my boy John. Not a big deal. On it. The, the false John. Kind of a big deal. Screen. Yeah. Yeah, that was dope. Other John was on. You were on. Um, We covered the film. Uh, Damn, what, what the fuck did we cover again? Upgrade. Upgrade. Upgrade, yes. <laughs> I, my mind went to VHS 85 for some reason. <laughs> we covered that a couple weeks ago. Those are very wildly different films. <laughs> I don't know, but Upgrade feels like one of those sort of shorts that you would find. Upgrade was fantastic. That was a good time. Yeah, I like that film. Uh, other John doesn't like, he didn't like it as much. Uh, fake John, but because he hates fake. Yeah, no, that's all right. Nah, he liked it enough. Um, but yeah, no, we have a great time. So check us out on uh, you can check us out on Instagram at a cut above one word that horror underscore review. We are on X at cut above horror. Um, a Facebook at a face, uh, you know, cut above uh, colon uh, horror review. Well, well like the Cinemigos. Uh, also, uh, sorry, just a cut above. You can find us on all um, uh, podcatchers or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Cinemigos? Where can they find more Cinemigos? Yeah, where can they find us? Oh, Instagram at Cinemigos uh, underscore podcast. We have an email too, right? We do have the email. The email is thecinemigospodcast at gmail.com. Nice. Write us anything that you want. Anything about film or whatever. Uh, anything we've ta- any um, you know films we've tackled or any anything. subjects during our conversations. Literally anything. Yeah, and we'll talk about it. Fifteen episodes that pass the point. Absolutely <laughs> true. Uh, if you also want to reach us on X, we are at Trace Cinemigos, T R E S C I N E M I G O S, and we're also on Facebook 
at oh, that's right, we are. Yeah, we got to plug them all. Uh, and with that said, gentlemen, see ya, and I wouldn't want to be ya. Hey, your badges. Badges? We ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. <laughs>